0: Yeah. Yeah. Who, 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 who? Whoa. Ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 ooh.
1: Whoa. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah.
2: I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Who, who, I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suiting up. So I got my
2: bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling out. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats some bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Nigerian Independence Day. I know we're a little late, but we're going to start off like this. Let's go. You already know. Shout out to Thames. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hi-ya. Hey. Hi. Nigeria's been on fire.
3: Let's go. Tell me why you're crying, i can not beat you? When you gave me something, I don't believe you. But you knew that's already. When I found you on the ground, you were dying. Know yes. you come into to my yard uninvited. Can you see me on the edge? I'm enlightened
1: with the dip, though. If
3: they want one would you cry or would you try to get me? Tell me now why I want you to be glad, yeah. Mm. Tell me now I need,
2: need you, you to, to be glad,
3: yeah. I will wait for you,
4: for, for you. you.
0: Go.
3: I never I could feel like this.
2: Demi Grace You make me That black current To the motherland, let's go Let's bring the episode in like this. Last,
1: last. Now, everybody, go to our breakfast.
2: Shadow. Hey.
1: Shadow. Hey. Shadow. Hey. Uh huh. You go power for the presort, too. Nothing to discuss, too. Because I think we're in by default, and we doubt when we doubt, too. I'm happy I know go feed the
3: go feed the out, I'm mind that's you I put my life
1: into my job, and I know I'm i a
0: I know holy, and I know My cry, I need to go, I need
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Both Sides. It's the Kid XAB. She made a
1: single cigar. What's up, y'all? You got an old man moment? Uh, not, not real. Well, well, yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in the show. But yeah, today on a train coming here, and um at first I thought it was innocent. This guy, uh this, this elder, uh, he looked he looked Asian. I don't know if he was Asian or not. Um, but um he was asking, hey, does this train go to Jackson Heights Roosevelt? And I was gonna answer and then I just kept quiet. And then the guy in the directly in front of him was like, Yeah, it does. And then he sat down, he's like, Thank you so much. And then as the train ride went on, he just kept talking. Like he kept trying, like asking the guy more questions. And then I thought he was asking questions about the train ride or whatever. And then it wasn't, he was he just started talking about some other shit. And then I realized right then and there he's suffering from a form of mental health. And then in that moment, I thought about, you know, the the elder that we're gonna talk about later on who was stabbed up. In the story of Queens, a few days ago, and um, it was in broad daylight, and the person that did the stabbing was also suffering from a former mental health. So it made me really pay attention to this guy on the train, and he was very close to me. So instead of being on my phone like how I was, I was like, All right, "Let me fucking be aware." I'm glad I didn't have any headphones in. Other people was looking away. I'm like, "Nah, I'm gonna really pay attention," and I could tell the guy in front of him was getting super annoyed. He was getting very annoyed, but I was like, he might want to still pay attention because the guy just tuned him out. Mm. And then as the guy's getting off the train now, where it gets to his stop, he then looks at me directly and like, he's in front of me now, like face to face, very close to, I want to say he was like, like, like literally like 12 inches in front of me. So I'm looking at him and I say, I'm not saying anything, but I'm acknowledging what he's saying. So he's like. You know, he's saying something uh, about his brother and his mom, and I'm, like, you know, confirming, like, yeah, you know, that's right. Like, just nodding my head. Because in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to tune him out or not feel like I ain't paying attention. And I'm not paying attention, and something fucking happened to me because I wasn't fucking paying attention. Right. So, yeah, that was an all-man, oh, man. This mental health, man, that's, that's definitely within the last two years has definitely been an uptick. Oh, yeah, and in the this city, city is, this is, city is, 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 is bad. It's bonkers right now. Yeah, it's
2: bad, it's bad. Um... Yeah, I had a pretty good week. I say it all, oh, man. know is uh, New York City could kiss my ass. <laughs> oh, fucking, uh, I got a parking ticket when I was in the hospital, and wow. there is a way to dispute and fight it. But naturally, I mean, with everything that I'm doing at this current moment, Ain't that's no like time. that's like the last thing on my my mind in terms of things to worry about. So they keep sending threatening ass. Uh, fucking pieces of mail As they always do Yeah and it's like yo Y'all niggas Y'all could suck my dick Alright
1: Like <laughs> Nah that's a fact y'all,
2: y'all gonna get your money Or y'all gonna get me
1: Dismissing this case New York finance On my, on my time New York finance department In this city sucks ass Yeah ass. on it's my time violation nigga They suck ass Yeah do it It's on my time
2: Like y'all niggas Decided y'all wanted to Do an uptick you know, once y'all y'all decided COVID was over, right? Y'all want to do a uptick now and ticketing and put a 50,000 50, fucking cameras up and all this extra shit. Like it's on my time now. Like I got shit to do. Everybody's getting rolled back into society and we acting like we didn't just have 2 years off of going outside. It's on my time. Um but that's my own man, but I'm going to let y'all know right now this is about to be a silly fucking episode. This week was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell y'all. There are some good conversations, some good gems here. Definitely. But um, a lot of what happened this week was a bunch of bullshit.
1: I mean, what's been happening within the last two weeks, to be honest, has just been like, what the fuck is going on?
2: Yeah, yeah. All, not- all across all medias. All medias. All, all medias. All medias. All medias. <laughs> That's how you got to say it, too. Oh, yeah, all, all medias. medias.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Everybody and everything just been fucking up.
2: So let's get straight into the baby.
1: Oh man.
2: Um, so apparently his numbers came in. First of all, this was a surprise album. Nobody there was no right. promotion. I didn't even know he was throwing an album. Right now, now here's the first, I guess, insight as to where his career is going. Okay. I don't think that was an intentional surprise drop. Okay. I think he's lost the support of his label that's a whole nother conversation but he he dropped this surprise album he's dressed up like freddy krueger and a gremlin mixed into one um and of course the song that he decided to promote and that everybody's been talking about was the one with meg um where he's saying that he used to have sex with meg not only that he had sex with her the day before. Right. Uh, the shooting incident happened, which, which is wild,
1: insane.
2: The whole that shit. That sounds real
1: wild, like, bro. I don't know if you wanted to make that a hotline or nigga, bro. Anything couldn't be further than the truth. <laughs> because what the fuck, baby? What's wrong with you? Like, like you need attention? That was horrible. Actually, that was that was bad. That was bad. I mean, I always be wondering, though, bro. Now that we're talking about this. Do niggas that's recording, that's pushing the button, do y'all niggas ever say, yo, bro, I don't think this is a good idea. Because D-Flo told us that a while back. I don't think that's a I'm good sure idea. I'm sure there's
2: at least two niggas in there that was like, yo, yo, bro, You sure? <laughs> you sure? And there was about three other niggas. That shit sound fire, bro. Keep that shit in there. Yo, they gonna go crazy for that.
1: And the two niggas on the timeline is like, I oh, hate y'all three niggas right now. <laughs> That's a we actually gonna scrap after this. Yeah. When the numbers come a, in, I'm gonna fuck y'all niggas I'm gonna pull
2: this nigga to the side after right. like, yo, bro, you know you fucking this nigga career up, dogs. I guess they didn't know. So they put that shit out. And as we said last week, shout out to Naomi who came through right. um, and, and was on the mic. But. We also spoke about this. I don't think it's a flex when niggas wanna wanna put out their body they body count, they list, yeah, they yeah. hitler. Yeah, I was yeah. fucking on so and so. Like, I don't think it was the flex he thought it was was gonna be. He thought niggas was gonna go like, oh shit, yo, we knew this nigga was fucking her huh? all them times they did those collabs. But nah, niggas was like, you dead ass. Like, th- this is this is what you lead in the album with. I could tell the shit trash. Now, if this what you leading in with, um. But it did lead to the other conversation with academics, who's been in the news a lot lately too, Yeah. Um, who said that, and I guess the narrative is being pushed that the baby is blackballed.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think the baby is blackballed, but as we were talking about off air, that some of the things that he's been doing, has led up to him not being as favoritized as he once was in the media limelight. He's not, um, the, the, the most, uh, high profile rapper people want to hear from right this second. Right. So of course his personality is damaging his career. And, and as a result, his music, which is what he's m- mostly known for is taking a hit. And, you know, once you meet to start a hit, you start doing other dumb shit, trying to stay relevant, you know, trying to stay active or be active in other people's minds. And, once that shit ain't working, I mean, you got one or two options. One, stop everything that you're doing and take a fucking break. Maybe take take a break, take t- take a take a page out of uh, Travis Scott's book. That's what you're supposed to and do. And take a whole fucking 9 to a year off and really recalibrate and get back into just building with yourself, not doing too much, not trying to be spotted out. But baby, not going to get it until, you know, it gets to a point where Nobody is actually playing his music on the airwaves. That's when it's probably gonna hit more. Like all right, they they're not asking me to do tours no more on shows. All right, cool.
2: Baby got arrogant. That, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's that's what that really, that's really what it was. Real quick. He came out, he was hot. Right. It was little baby, the baby, and Meg. If you remember at one point in time right. that all of us were like, those three are running it for the new cats. Big like facts. As of the new stars They're the three That you gotta look out for It was
1: singles After singles After singles Singles after singles All three of them too All three of them At the same
2: time Meg went on to sign that Rock Nation deal, which was huge, which put her in a whole nother stratosphere. Right. That's when Savage Remix came out.
1: Uh huh. That's when you know what I mean she was uh, getting better deals and better features. You right. Know, Ty B features, Nicki Minaj features. It was just going to another yeah. Space.
2: B jumped on that joint right. and Meg yeah. was talked about. Savage
1: Remix went to another level in
2: a whole nother. then right. little baby, little baby came out with the Drake co sign. So he was already on some like let's see what he's gonna do and he just kept delivering. Cool, baby was out of here. And the baby had hit after hit after hit. But there was a point where people started to question, my nigga, can you switch flows? Right. So the music stayed in this little lane and never elevated to a point personally where I was like, oh shit, the baby is running it fully at this moment in time. He was one to look at. Right. But he didn't get to a point in my opinion where it was like, oh, nah, 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 nah. He is, he's killing it. So his flow never switched. You got his music in a box in a container. Boom. His personality was taking hits left and right. Right. There was the situation where he slapped the fan. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 The the young lady and then he claimed like she grabbed him or some I shit like that. About that yeah. So that was already in the middle ground. Um, then he had the, the situation with the LGBTQAI plus community um with the AIDS comment. We already know that that ain't, that ain't sit well.
1: Insane.
2: Then he had the Danny Lay situation, which Horrible. Yeah. he put online. And I guess he thought he was protecting himself because she was considered the, the abuser. right? Right. At that time, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the aggressor. Correct. All right. Um, then he had the situation with her brother.
1: Oh, uh, oh yeah! How could we forget about that? The situation that was up. insane at the bowling alley, right? Then that he, was wild. Then he shot the nigga that was on his his property. Like, why would he do that, why, why? bro? You don't see you going down a spiral.
2: Yeah, but see, all of these things are fine if they aren't looped together. You and then the video came out of what happened at Walmart. And remember, the whole thing with the Walmart situation was the baby said it was self defense. But the video very much looks like it was pretty even altercation. Mm. Um, at least that clip and that angle right. that that was being pushed because then people were like yo, they should reopen the case on this nigga because this nigga looked like he was the aggressor, and it was a young kid who was was shot and killed. It was like a nineteen year old, an eighteen year old that was killed. Um, and then finally he decides to take a swing at his own career with this this Meg line putting her well first it was the beef with the the partisan and mm-hmm. now translates into this this meg line which some are speculating is him trying to retaliate against party again um he's trying to antagonize him why i don't know you got all this legal shit around you maybe you don't mind
1: jail but other niggas do baby need to get back on uh power 105 and let uh uncle charlemagne uh, humble him like he did music shot when he tried to change his name to the hustle it's, it's niggas gotta remember Who the fuck they are bro You gotta remember Who you are Cause he getting lost now Now he getting lost Nah he's lost Yeah he's lost He's lost. I don't Yeah somebody Somebody gotta Help me Somebody oh, yeah, gotta bring him yeah. back in Cause it's not looking good For him Nor his career
2: Yeah no 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 He needs to He needs to figure it out Because Before it's too late Yeah no nah, nah, it, it, it. It's getting it's to a point It's getting to a point Where I feel If he doesn't do what you said, take a break, yeah. take a year off. Yeah,
1: at least at least a year.
2: Take that year off, you know what I mean? Recalibrate. Recalibrate. If he doesn't do that, he definitely will be burnt out within the next year. Yeah. Nobody's fucking with him. No one's fucking with his music. Correct. So, um, where do you see his his future going?
1: I mean, The Baby personally was not necessarily uh, one of my favorites, um, nor was Lil Baby, but Lil Baby within the last year has grown on me. Um, and that for me is based on his community activism. He's been involved in a lot of things outside of music that lets me know his true character is shining. I feel like, genuinely speaking, the baby is not somebody that necessarily wanted to be a part of gang life, gang culture. I think he's somebody who just was in that space. He was, like, indirectly indoctrinated into that lifestyle, and by the grace of God, God had other plans for him, and God got him out of them situations. God allowed him to be with people like Aubrey Graham and be around all these other uh, artists who are doing things who... Um, have left their neighborhoods and aspire to be something great. And I think that's what uh, Lil Baby is doing and has been doing. Even the way he talks in interviews, I'm like, you know, it's like interview by interview, I see the matureness in him. I see him uh, gathering a lot of different things that he's been learning from activists and learning from people that are not in rap space. And I think that's important as a young artist to be around multifaceted different individuals who are doing other things other than what you're doing. That'll give you a much more well-rounded view on the world and society. And that'll make you a better human being moving forward. So shout out to the little baby man for just uh, really showing us, yo. There's more things to, to 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 do while you're pursuing your art, while while you're pursuing your music. So you saying the baby should take a take a page from from yeah, little baby? Oh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The baby, I, I I feel like even if he don't take a page from him, at least see what books he's reading. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To to really like get on that type of wave because he can still be a great act, but he's gonna be um he, he's gonna be somebody that we just. Talk about now, and then he he ain't gonna be somebody we're gonna be like looking forward to hearing from him in the future, and for him to salvage that he needs to just sit down,
2: yeah, I think he needs to take a year off um no music, nope focus on activism focusing focus on uh positive news coming out about him mm-hmm. all this all this negative shit. I know we just came out of an era, and we always say, you know any news is good news, but I think hopefully as a society as a community we're done with the toxic arguing constantly being you know negative and that giving you a whole bunch of attention and spotlight like the trump era is is over in terms of just doing wild shit that was correct
1: that was the trump era yeah
2: okay. yeah like just doing wild shit just, and then just be like yo that's crazy and and no morality with it, Yeah. right? Like, I think we're starting, or hopefully we're starting to get back to a place where it's like, what's the moral aspect of this that we're doing here? Yeah. Like, are you doing this with the intentionality of how it's affecting others? Or are you just doing this shit to get attention? Um, that used to be corny. That used to be a thing that we all agreed. It was like, yo, this nigga's doing this shit for attention. That shit is wild corny. But there became a time where niggas would do shit and we would know it was for attention and we would still celebrate it. So I'm hoping we're getting away from that's that. That's true. Um, the baby, I don't think his career is over. Me neither. Um, but it can be. L, it definitely can. 110%. And that's what he needs to understand. You know, there is a there is a point of superstardom where you become Teflon. It don't matter if you got good news or bad news. If you're Rihanna, shit could come out that you was a little so-and-so and... and Nasty to these reporters. Niggas don't give a fuck. Rihanna is Teflon. You ain't, That's not going to do anything that's to her true. brand at all. It'd have to be some wild shit. Yeah. And even that, all she got to do is just wait the storm out. Like, she is Teflon.
1: She's definitely queen of waiting it out. So, even when ain't got shit to do with her directly, if her name is involved, Chris Brown situation, um, other situations that were possibly tied to her brand, situation with her dad, her soon, her pops. Right. You know, she let her look... I feel like Rihanna took a page. Since we're take since we talking about people taking page out of people's book, Rihanna took a page out of Beyonce's book. Mm. Because when that shit with Beyonce and Khalid came out, I haven't heard Beyonce publicly say anything. But She's not. But I haven't heard Beyonce's team say things. Not Beyonce. Y'all got to understand, when people have a brand, and this is what we've been trying to teach y'all and tell y'all over the past few years that we've been learning, that has some bow ties as a brand. It's not necessarily nor distinguish the God in XAB. It's a fucking brand. Right. And when people uh, uh, listen to the brand, they acknowledge what the brand is and they associate themselves with the brand. Once the brand gets to a certain level, there's only but so much things you could say or do that's going to damage the brand. When so many other people celebrate the brand, so many people tune in to the brand, so many people want to be on the show of the brand. It's going to be hard. (laughs) It's going to be hard.
2: Right. Brands, brands once, once you become a brand level, and obviously when you're talking about Rihanna and Jay-Z and all right. of them, that's a totally different conversation. Right. But once your brand is elevated to a certain point, your name stands for something. Correct. And it's harder to defame it unless you have some hard, hard proof. The baby is not there yet, no. and I don't think he ever was there. And that's what he didn't realize is that you're still able to be shot at. Right. And your job right now is just to continue to build your brand.
1: You're still in the proven grounds of your career, young
2: man. Right. Don't you your job is not to think that you're the shit and to move as if nothing can hurt you, and that seems to be your mentality. Correct. Right. Nothing can hurt you and nothing can hurt your brand. You ain't there yet. You you're not that big, you don't got that many hits, and you don't even really got a hit album yet. Nah. So until you get something that really Shows that one, you get hip-hop culture. And two, allows the people within hip-hop culture to celebrate you and want to protect you. Like there is, oh man, there is so much to having a really, really good project that shows that you know what you're doing and you get it. Everybody was iffy on Drake until Drake put out Take Care. And when I mean everybody, I'm talking about the industry. That's Drake true. had the fans. Yeah, that's true. Drake had the fans 100%. It wasn't until Drake put out Take Care. That he was
1: put on, for real, for
2: real. And that he was protected. Now you got Rick Ross. You got everybody that's like, nah, he, he's fam.
1: All right. The only person you had co-signing you was... The first album was Jay Z and Lil Wayne, who at the time, Jay Z wasn't even who Jay Z is now. So, and
2: that could have been a favor. That could have been a, been a favor high. for
1: Wayne. Yeah, it's true. You know what? Look out for my nigga, real
2: quick. Now, granted. Let's let's not get it twisted. Drake was favored since he came out.
1: That's very you, true. He
2: had Alicia Keys open up his album,
1: which is insane. As
2: as a new artist,
1: yeah, Mary J. Mary, Mary J. Blige on 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 the album. He had T R. yeah, or oh, he
2: yeah. had the
1: Dream He's all right, all right. He had a lot of co up okay. He
2: he was he was favored <laughs> well, when he came out. <laughs> Because I hear some niggas now talking about, yo, what are y'all talking about? Drake was... But he wasn't protected. See, that is the difference, right? Okay. There were a lot of people that were shooting shots and calling him a soft-ass nigga.
1: Yeah, and all that shit was coming out about him.
2: Until Take Care came out.
1: Right. Oh, that. Oh, that's the nigga that y'all like from the grab... The nigga that got shot, Jimmy, right. right? Right. When Take
2: Care came out, all that shit silent. Right. All that got silent, and niggas really realized, I need this nigga.
1: Right, because when you heard Loving the Crew... When you heard um, headlines, nigga, when you heard the shit with him, Rick Ross, and Frenchy, nigga, you know what time it was. Yeah, yeah.
2: You you realize, oh, no, 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 I better, I better, <laughs> he the one. So, <laughs> I got to protect this nigga. And I got to get on a record. And I got to get on a record <laughs> with this nigga. <laughs> I got to do that. The
1: ship is leaving right yeah, now, and yeah. he is a, he's steering the fucking yeah. ship.
2: And you saw when niggas thought Drake wasn't protected anymore. That was when you know the the ghost writing rumors and everything yeah, came out. That,
1: that was when uh uh that, that was what was the name of that project? Um, if you're listening to this, it's too late.
2: And then niggas started to try and throw shots again, and quickly got humbled and realized, oh shit, no, this nigga really right. got an army behind him, right. Niggas ain't going to just turn on this nigga and be like, yeah, nah, nah, Drake is whack. He don't belong in... No, niggas really sat there and said, nah, we still we still rocking with him.
1: <laughs> the baby, you not that. You not, not that. You not that. You got to do a lot more a to lot get to that. A lot more to that level, right? A lot more projects, singles, albums.
2: Jeffrey Dahmer has come out on Netflix. And there has been a lot of, I guess you would say, controversy around it.
1: Um, Um, I haven't gotten into it, um, because I really don't want, for me, I don't, I don't want that type of energy, uh, visuals in my head. So I'm gonna wait till the shit dies down. I watched it. I finished
2: it last night. Wow. I'm gonna break it down from different levels. So from a cinematic level, this is a fucking masterpiece. I don't care what nobody has to say. The way it's shot, the storytelling, the way it was directed, the acting is a fucking clinic.
1: I was was definitely told the acting is like everybody's upper echelon stepped into their back. Even if you was a new actor, you was like, you was Netflix Showtime ready.
2: It was a fucking clinic, my guy. Damn. They killed that fucking show. That 10-piece series, 10-part series, they killed it. There's, there's not one negative thing that I can say on the cinematic realm of it. Now, I do 100% understand the aspect of it where there is a moral complexity, right? Like there isn't just a one side needs to shut up and one side is right, one side is wrong. I don't see it that way. Mm. Um, what I see is I understand why families would be upset, right? Because Because this is so good. Like, it'd be one thing, I guess, if the shit was trash, right? And nobody talked about it. But because it's so good- So believable, because it's based on true events. Well, because it's so good, it is becoming a phenomenon again. Oh. And now you're seeing on social media, niggas is talking about Dahmer. You heard Rick Ross say, yo, I want those Dahmer glasses. Like, it is becoming this- Dahmer
1: glasses is fire.
2: It's becoming like a pop culture- scenario again and if i am part of the family i already went through that in the 90s because if you watch the series you'll see that there is a portion of time where jeffrey Dahmer actually has fans and they're writing to him in prison and they're making comic books about the nigga and acting as if he's like freddy cougar oh shit and like you see that all right i already went through this shit where niggas is celebrating this nigga like he didn't just take my family member away. Like he's not a real person.
1: Jeffrey Dahmer had the OJ effect, right? Right. right. It, it be it's we start to look it's polarizing.
2: You start to look at some of these killers and and murderers, and for some people, it's always going to be like this. For some people, I would say the majority of society, we're going to be like that person was horrible. They need to be locked up or whatever the case is. But there's always going to be that other part of society that's going to be like, yo, I fuck with what they did. And that is scary. But I understand why the family is like, yo, Netflix, y'all doing this series, y'all hyping it up, um, y'all promoting it, and it's going to bring up all of this shit that we don't want to deal with anymore. Now people are going to go look up, um, you know, the different people that were affected and maybe reporters are coming to my door. And I thought I was done with that shit. Or maybe now someone is going to want to talk to me. Or maybe it's now when I'm in the fucking grocery store, someone's going to recognize me. And I'm over it. I don't want to relive what happened to my family member and how they were taken from me.
1: And in the despicable, horrible ways that they were killed. Well, I think, I think they're going to be upset this week. Because as I was scrolling through Netflix, the official... Docu series of Jeffrey is coming out this seventh. It's coming out on the seventh. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And that's gonna be a that's gonna be a lot of episodes from what I saw.
2: I mean, but the the thing is this: Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series and docu series and remakes and reprints have been going on since he was
1: captured. I didn't even know that.
2: Yeah, they do. You got ID Discovery has oh, done yeah, Jeffrey bro. Dahmer a thousand times.
1: ID Discovery is, is notorious for that.
2: Uh, you got all of the different um, channels that do like the discovery and investigative work. Okay, okay, right. They've right. done Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer is not new. Jeffrey even, Dahmer
1: even Law and Order reenacts stories that they even hear, and then they might do a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I think true.
2: they did one based off of Jeffrey Right, yeah, Dummer. I'm pretty sure they did. They always, what they do differently is they'll change the characters. They'll
1: change the characters, right, and they'll um, change the issues a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so
2: this was a docu-series, meaning they were going to base it off of real life. Correct, correct. But it's actors right. reenacting Portrait what happened. happened. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, And so, like, I do get that side of the family. I There is another piece, though, where apparently family members had sued that any money made off of, Anything Jeffrey Dahmer goes directly to the families.
1: Well, uh, the next question I was going to ask you was, so I, the the reason why I even knew that this docu, the, 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 this this uh, this docu series existed was because of that first woman that I saw the scene being reenacted. She was like, right. "Fuck you, Jeffrey! Look at me when I'm talking right, to you." Right. That's when I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I personally didn't hear about uh the the this individual. So I definitely gotta do my research, but I, I'm well aware of like the Ted Bunnies and shit like that. Um but um when I saw that I was like, damn. First it was Hulu that was getting called out for the Mike Tyson situation. And now Netflix, I'm so now it just it brings me to this question. Should these established platforms that play movies and uh have documents should should they be responsible? paying off families who have lost loved ones. If those stories hold weight in terms of the family said, yo, if anything is made in, in this way, regarding to a story that my family member was a part of and, and they didn't make it and they got me some money.
2: Well, legally, um, I mean, you have to sue apparently to have that, but that might be something that I think channels and like organizations like Netflix need to look at in the future it's just one, simply checking in with these families and oh, maybe doing check, it,
0: yeah.
2: doing it by like a majority rules. If six out of 10 of y'all are cool with us doing this, we're going to do it type of scenario. Um, I mean, I know that they do that, but also this is public knowledge.
1: I was about to say, not only is it public knowledge, I mean, this is public domain. Anything in the public All domain right, it's it's up for grabs.
2: it, it. Like if if I wanted to go do uh, which they have right, we got Pearl Harbor. Oh man, there's a whole movie about Pearl, a, Harbor. Pearl Harbor called Pearl Harbor. Called Pearl. Harbor. I got
1: the shit. The shit. I would. I can. I can't watch it, but it's it's a tough movie to get through.
2: Tus Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee Airmen is, is the insane. whole movie about the Tuskegee Airmen. There's a whole movie about World War Two.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So when it's in the public Black domain, Black
1: Hawk Down was it? Was it Black Hawk Down? Black oh, Hawk Down. Oh man.
2: There, there are movies, of movies based man. off of what is public knowledge.
1: And what has happened in history that that, that has shaped this fucking country, right. basically.
2: Right, and unfortunately, Jeffrey Dahmer is it's one a, of those.
1: is it, a, a part of American history.
2: Right. Facts. No matter and which way you want to slice the cake. What I will say is, in terms of the documentary itself, there are two things, so there are three things that I think I want to, I look for when I'm like yo should they have done this or should they or does this look like a money grab because some other people outraged are saying that the series is just a money grab and for you guys to be worried about profits over the damage you were doing to the people in the community like that was quote-unquote the point that Boosie was trying to make was like oh black people should boycott it because you know what Dama did to black and brown people was crazy and y'all you know Netflix is celebrating that that is not what this series is about at all that is not this series at all so when I was watching it I was watching to see all right does this feel like a money grab like do they have Dahmer out here again looking like Freddy or Jason killing these people and like yo nah like this is just some quote-unquote good entertainment to watch like is this entertainment Or is this actually informative? And what I landed on is this is extremely informative. Because a lot of times when we talk about serial killers, it's surface level. Who they killed, how they killed them, and who was affected. And it gets complicated into the why they killed them, too. Now, with this Jeffrey Dahmer thing, this shit was so deep-rooted into, one... It wasn't about him being like this masterful killer, this masterful fucking murderer. He got lucky a thousand times. There were times where the police were at his door and had him with a victim, and he said some regular, degler shit that anybody with half a brain, if they were to be like, nah, that don't make no sense, he would have been caught right then and there. What this highlighted, and what I think Netflix did a great job at doing was it highlighted the failures of the police department at the time. Mm-hmm. It highlighted how the country treated black and brown people.
1: Right, because back then and even now, they don't give a fuck about us. That's like, a fact. Wake the fuck up. They don't give a fuck about us. Real shit. Even the niggas on the force that look like you they don't give a fuck about you either.
2: There's one scene and I know that this this scene is like or this this particular anecdote of what happened. The Jeffrey Dahmer right. history. Right. There's a 14-year-old Asian boy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I saw
1: I saw the clip of that scene, yeah.
2: Yeah. And so that, he was able to escape Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. The cops found him. Cops got him. He's outside. Black woman is there who was Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor. And everybody is saying, that is a little boy and something weird is going on. Jeffrey Dahmer pulls up and Jeffrey says, that's my boyfriend. He's 19. The cops go, well, do you have his ID? Nah, he lost it. The cops go, okay. Take him back into Jeffrey's apartment. And walk out That is a failure That I don't think many of us Saw how detailed And that's where I think there's power In actually seeing this documentary Like That is a failure on another level bro
1: If If you were a cop Would you be Would you be telling your other Fellow officers to watch the documentary To learn if yeah hell yeah yeah if so, i mean
2: but you know i have a different mentality than some cops but <laughs> i would say absolutely
1: i mean so cops on the force can definitely learn from watching some of this to really if get- you if you if you care about racism if you care about Damn.
2: racism Damn. if you if you care about like how the bias of how you feel about certain groups of people how, as an individual, if you bring that shit onto the job, it can cost lives. Because a lot of it also was, oh, y'all into that gay shit. So, mm. oh, that—that's your—that's your boyfriend. I'm staying out of it. Yeah, y'all doing gay shit in here. I'm I'm out of here. Mm. And that that literally was it. It wow. was, a, a, apparently, a large portion of what people equated to why the cops. We're not investigating as well as they should was because of the AIDS epidemic that was going on oh, and how that was contributed okay, to the okay. gay community. Okay. And so the cops would walk in, oh, y'all boyfriend and boyfriend, I ain't gonna catch nothing if I walk in here, am I? You know what? Yo, Jimmy, let's get out of here. All right, y'all have a good fucking night.
1: Enjoy. So, we out. So, what I'm gathering again, I didn't see it, but what I'm gathering too is, So this really exposed the racism at the time and the homophobia that was literally looming around HIV AIDS. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. That's why I think that's a poor
2: misjudgment on the cops.
1: That's fucked up.
2: That's why I think that the series is actually important. important, Right.
1: Okay. Okay. Right. Like if you,
2: you, I understand on the side of the families, but to me, it's not a money grab Right document docu-series right it's actually exposing shit as to how they were mistreated right there's way more on the the moral complexities of jeffrey dahmer than it is about jeffrey dahmer it's not about jeffrey dahmer and highlighting him there are moments where i do feel like they humanize him and some can have an argument about that being you know maybe morally right or wrong but if that is What he's saying was the driving force behind some of the shit that he did. I mean, it would do them due diligence to highlight it within if they're really trying to encapsulate what the fuck happened between 1966 and fucking uh, 1991 where this nigga was running around walling like what is going on? then you know, they have to highlight, yes, I'm his family. To out
1: what's going on with
2: that nigga's breaking shit? <laughs> I hope
1: that nigga's not in here.
2: They have to they have to highlight what yes, his his mother left him alone for a year for a summer. And he was just in the crib doing wild shit. That was the first time he killed somebody. Shush. His father left him in and, and the mom. Like like there are different things that happened that could have shaped him into the person that he is, could not have I don't know. I'm not trying to delve into that aspect of it, but I do think they did a great job of one introducing what the fuck monstrosities Jeffrey Dahmer was doing, right? That was like act one showing him going out to the club, getting his victims, drugging them, and then doing sexual things to them and killing them. Right. Act one, showing the monster that he was act two was, well, why, what could have been some of the reasons why he ended up the way he was his father, showed him how to be a taxidermist. So they would find roadkill and they would dissect the roadkill and some people contribute that to why he was so desensitized to trying to make what he called living zombies. So he was drilling holes in niggas' heads and putting acid, doing a lot of crazy shit, right? Sheesh. Then act three, for me, was how it affected the people. So now you're starting to see the neighbor that was there that heard the screams, heard him killing these these kids and and these grown folks and all everybody else and how it affected her, how it affected the community.
1: Did he ever kill a neighbor?
2: No. They, oh. So there was a scene where apparently when he he did get an eviction notice um, and he he contributed it to the neighbor and thought that the neighbor said something that got him evicted. And there's a scene where she he goes to her house. And offers her a sandwich. Now Jeffrey Dahmer is known for putting shit in food and drinks to try and drug people and then kill them. So there's an illusion there that potentially he was going to try and kill her.
1: Did she ever take the sandwich?
2: She did not eat the sandwich.
1: Oh, so she took it, but she didn't eat it.
2: She took it because he insisted, like, I'm trying to do a good thing. Trying to give you... and. That's another thing. The nigga sound like he was on the spectrum, to be honest. Like, he's not a smart individual. Like, he wasn't, like, overly, you know, again, uh, he wasn't, like, the super predatory mastermind. That he way, just yeah. Yeah, he just knew how to drug niggas right. and was doing it. And if you ended up trusting him and taking a drink or right. eating the food, next thing you know, you woozy. And he he's out here trying to do shit to you. What I'm also hearing is...
1: Again, we say y'all is gonna get great conversation. Again, I'm getting what I'm also hearing from the big bro is Netflix also did a very great job of also exposing you don't need to be nor should you always believe that sophistication and intelligence is associated with being a master killer. Exactly, and if Netflix, exactly and if Netflix did a great job with that, then I think that you're slowly changing my perception, maybe I should watch it. But that that is like <laughs> Man, thats that is
2: a key right. factor to keep in mind, right? Because a lot of times when we think of these serial killers... We think of mass We think of these super Diabolical intelligent... Diabolical in the lab. ...evil. Right. They, no, they fucking in the bushes, years, right. come out with the knife, yeah. and then they just ca- catching niggas,
1: right? And then you get Jeffrey Dahmer.
2: And then you get Jeffrey Dahmer, and you're watching this doc, and you're like, oh, this nigga really just... He, he was a regular looking, unassuming person. He's in the club. He's dancing. He's gay. I'm gay. Cool. We talking. He seems normal. He says, hey, come back to the crib. If I'm into that, I'm like, all right, cool. I come back to this crib maybe thinking we about to have a good night or maybe thinking I'm going to get to know him better. He offers me a, a Coke. I drink it. Next thing I know, I'm fucking knocked out. And this nigga got a fucking machete in my face That's how he was It wasn't no real diabolical Mastermind shit It just was oh I'ma just try my luck and if I get it to go Like if you told the nigga no He ain't know what to do after that If you said no I'm not going to your crib Come on just come No nigga
1: And then that's it
2: uh, Why you gotta be like that It was no like oh you saying no I now I done stuck you with some shit, and, I, and now I'm going to take you home type. No, right. it was like, come on, why are you being like that? And it was like, ah, right, you know what, I'm going to come this one time. Or like, for instance, he he used to lie a lot. So there was this one dude, his car wouldn't start. So he would be like, hey, you know, I, I could take you to my crib, and we could hop in my whip, and then, you know, I'll take you home. And the dude was like, thanks, guy. All right, cool. And I'm like, he's like, hey, I'm just down the road they walk to the crib, he'll take him inside, you want a beer or something, no nigga, you told me we was gonna hop in your whip and go, yeah, yeah, no, but just, yo, take a drink, nigga, can we dip, bro, I'm just trying to be hospitable, take a drink, all right, whatever, you take the drink, now nah, you fucking you woozy or whatever, there was no real, fucking thought or, okay. or plan or he
1: just hoped that in in, in, yes. in in hopes of what he would say it would sway them enough but it also sounds like he wasn't that aggressive he wasn't it he was, wasn't
2: this monster right. the
1: aggression was i guess in the aftermath of how could he do something so gruesome right right because once you obviously if i can't fight back that yeah it's, it's lights out
2: you could do whatever the fuck you want I mean, to me It's yeah.
1: nothing i could do right even if you say you ain't do nothing chances are you probably did something.
2: Right. So it's not like he was like able to take on a full-grown man probably and, and fuck him up and then, yeah, I am fuck you up and now I'm going to chop your head off type shit. Because right. that is how American society and American TV often scopes out and encapsulates what a serial killer is. Right. You're supposed to be scared of this nigga. Right. Like Based off of watching that, you would not be scared of Jeffrey Dahmer if you saw him in the club.
1: You'd just be like, this what the fuck? This white boy got lost? Why is he in this black club? What I'm also hearing too is I guess this is probably another conversation if we were to have women on, but the meeting somebody in a club and taking them back to a crib, I personally don't think again I'm not a woman but i'm not i'm not I'm not overly you know obsessed with the thought process of if I'm the man and taking Shorty back to the crib generally speaking we're taking chicks back to the crib to drug and kill them i don't think that's what people are necessarily thinking about if they say yes to somebody that they met in the club most women though if you with your home girls home girls be holding it down be like nope she's not going back home with you and those girls will be protecting their friend you're not um but but uh, but Another thought is crossing my mind now. Jeffrey Dahmer is 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 taking niggas back to the crib to give them a drink. But was he? But was he actually drugging niggas in the club? He was
2: drugging niggas in the club too. Oh shit! Okay. The problem was there were multiple times where he was caught doing this shit. Okay. So and nobody did anything about it. Oh, that's what made it even more. Like it wasn't. Again, it wasn't like he was so smart he never got caught. It just was he was so white, they refused to do anything about he was it. so
1: white, they refused to get it right.
2: So it was more so like, oh, you complaining about this white guy. He's living in a black neighborhood. You got black people complaining. All right, listen. What did you do? Right. All right, don't do it again. And it was like a slap on the wrist type thing. You look like me. I'm the cop here. I don't know what you out here doing, but you're you're bothering your neighbors. Stop. Like, like, relax, type shit. Right. As opposed to it being like imagine him in a white neighborhood and the white neighbor, a white woman, comes to the police and says, He's killing people next door to me. They would have busted that shit down. Long time ago. And that's what the, the one of the highlights was is like y'all failed the community because they were black, because they were brown, and y'all put A value of nothingness on these people so instead of him getting stopped at maybe one or two right he could have got stopped after the second or third he could have got stopped after his first kill honestly that's what they brought it back to but because they there was this veil of whiteness first kill when he was a kid first kill when he was a kid he apparently killed um a jogger he brought the jogger to his house um the jogger was trying to get to um a concert and he, he was like, yo, 17-year-old boy, he was 18. Uh, he was like, yo, I'll take you to the concert. Why don't we just chill out and drink and work out for a little bit? So at the house, the, the young man finally is like, yo, it's getting kind of late. When are you, you going to drop me off at the concert? And he was like, yo, let's just continue. One of the things they were saying is like Jeffrey Dahmer had attachment issues. He didn't want people to leave him. And that was one of the driving forces. That's why he killed people. If he didn't want you out of his life, he thought he could keep you forever by killing you, and in some cases, eating you, eating parts
1: of you. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets, it gets. Oh yeah, that's deep. It God gets damn. deep. It gets deep. Oh, fuck. That, um, that's an interesting take, though. Killing people because you never want them to leave your life, and you keeping, I guess, their remains makes you feel like they never left. They like, never left. That's that's kind of interesting. It's out of here. But so know, so he
2: he. They, he ends up getting to a tussle with the dude. He kills him. Damn. Claims he killed. According to the the doc, he killed him by accident. Like he wasn't. He just got so enraged that he killed him. Um, and then he's driving with the body in the car, and he's drunk. So he's swerving. So the police pull him over. Wow. And it's right then and there. If they would have just did a simple check, Search. you know what they do to black people when we swerve. In general, with, yeah right they gonna check every fucking facet of the vehicle but they just tell him listen i'm not gonna ruin your life i could arrest you right now we could impound the car this, that, and the third but we're not gonna do that what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you go um
1: and he got away that i have a question though are some of the cops who are the ones that are alive are they aware that they could have done more I wonder if some of them are still, and they're looking at the doc, they're looking at the shit like, yo, I could have done more. Or why didn't I just do that extra step?
2: I'm sure. I
1: mean, there is a part of the doc. So I'd be sick if I was a cop watching this shit.
2: And I don't, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who didn't watch it yet, but um, I'm just highlighting. That's why niggas got to watch it. I'm yeah, watching that. I'm not highlighting it the way that the doc did it. Trust me, I'm. you got to watch it. Um, But there is a part where the cops are confronted with the fact especially around the 14 year old like yo y'all failed and instead of them being worried about yo we did fuck that up they are worried about getting a job back and when they get their jobs back they're celebrated oh shit so there was a lot of shit god damn and we are talking about the 80s late 80s 90s
1: early 90s which we know was insane
2: And that wasn't that far. I mean, I guess it is now.
1: Yeah, now it is. about 40 something. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's still right there.
2: I personally think that the doc is very informative because it goes deeper than the surface level that we're used to when it comes to these serial killer docs and these serial killer um, commentaries. Um, So I do feel like it's worth watching. But again, I want to return it back to the families. I do understand why... As a family member You might feel like This is being sensationalized And with that Being sensationalized It's like My family member Is not A tool To be used So that For entertainment Right Like Like their death Is not a tool Of entertainment So I get that too Alright so they got
1: Some pussy flavored Chips out Uh <laughs> I saw And I was like As Sensationalized As I am about Vagina in my face I'm good Yeah I Nah pussy. I'm not one to turn down some pussy Yeah but y'all, y'all taking it too far Eating some pussy And this is for me saying this This is for me y'all. That's what I'm saying This, this is from your man Grey Half This is too much Yeah like like. I like some pussy I like to eat some pussy But not not from a bag From a bag sounds crazy From a chip bag On a bag, chip bag. On a chip <laughs> That is not the type of
2: taste That I would like to digest on a chip
1: On a chip is crazy
2: Nah That is the That is the taste That only comes from One nectared
1: place One nectared place And that I'm talking about a woman Not some shit That they Alright cool We're gonna take the scent And the smell And put that shit Inside of a chip Inside of a potato chip Inside of a potato chip Yeah nah 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 nah. Ladies I don't know If y'all Who's who's eating potato pussy Out there
2: Yeah 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 Tell it ah. Fellas and ladies, who's eating potato pussy? It sounds crazy. Hey, right now. Who, 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 who's eating some potato who's pussy? Flavored potato pussy right now. Come on. Could so. you imagine it becomes a seasoning? Pussy seasoning? Potato pussy seasoning. All right, yo. All right. We, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we out of yeah, here. We got to move on. Um, <laughs> Ice Spice. Having a real difficult time performing lately. You thought I was feeling you? <laughs> yo, they really wild out, though. They're, they're really wild out. Because. This is the sensationalization that we're talking about with Jeffrey Dahmer. This is it. Nigga said, you thought I was feeling... I thought he was feeling me, but nigga, I'm lunch. Like, niggas be wilding out. Niggas so I,
1: definitely wilding out. Now I'm like, okay. But, um, I mean, what do y'all expect? I mean, a girl from the Bronx who doesn't know how to handle her Cardi B sensation right now is bad. Um, What I think needs to happen, though, is she needs to... Um, focus on the next single while still riding this one out. Um, However, maybe she needs to probably stay away from large shows, maybe. Because I've seen her perform once or twice and then it wasn't until this performance... Where was she? In Houston. In, in Houston. And Houston, and Houston yeah. didn't receive her well. I was like, well, I mean, Houston is a different lingo, too, in terms of music. So I don't know.
2: And it's, it, it, what makes it look bad is right off of the Rolling Loud performance right. that didn't go well. That
1: didn't go. That also didn't go. So she probably should have learned from there. Like, ah, And I guess Fabio thought he was doing her favor, which he probably was. <laughs> but the the this is the way that I look at this whole thing. Even the, the... It didn't really get much news. But they claimed Drake had brought her out to do um, Rolling Loud. In the UK. Yeah, and it, apparently
2: it, uh, unfollowed her follow. after. Listen. I don't know what that indicates. To me, this all boils
1: down to one thing or one thing only. Pussy. All right? That, it could be, or maybe her personality is terrible. Maybe her personality is terrible, but let's face it. She's a bad bitch from the Bronx. She's young. And that's what most niggas want. And the whole, the, the, the record is like, the bouncing around this idea of you feeling somebody, so it's like mm.
2: my only thing is this: I would hope, and I know Holly Weird is Holly Weird. I would hope that thirty-five-year-old Drake is not looking at nineteen-year-old Ice Spice and right. saying, "I'm trying to smash."
1: I, I, I wouldn't put it past.
2: I wouldn't put it past. <laughs> I put it past uh, but, but I hope it's not. I would yeah, I hope it's not the situation. Aubrey, come on. Like, like, like I said, Holly Weird is a little different, and Good. Drake has been. Uh, rumored to have dealt with like a 21 year old when he was 30 or some other i mean shit like that
1: also found out on a record he used to deal with fucking um what's this girl from uh from top dog scissor so I, I, I yeah but scissor 30 something so yeah, so yeah. cool
2: 19 year old ice spice i don't know so like i said a lot of people are speculating that yeah like she went out there. Maybe he popped, and after he popped, was like, i right. Maybe she,
1: uh, maybe she did some wacky shit.
2: But that's that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking. 35
1: year old Drake, 19 year old Ice Spice. That's a. It's 19 years in front of these. Well, it's about 17 years in front of these motherfuckers. So I don't
2: know. Let me let me make sure she's 19 too. But I, from what I understand, they I don't, don't
1: fucking matter. She's she she she's young. From what I understand, she's 19. She's young. Um, the moral of the story is this. Everybody that I see so far that's trying to do records with her have been men. I haven't seen any women trying to do any records with her. Um, 22. I, She's 20, 22. Okay, 22. 22, a little bit better. That makes it a little better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Drake. Oh, a little, a Drake, little bit better. Okay. Like, like this This much better. Okay, Drizzy. But uh, the, the moral of the story is this because when I look at her, I'm not looking at her, me personally, I'm not looking at her like, that's wifey. I'm looking at her like, yo, what's up? And I'm not I'm not even looking at her like that. But if I was, that's because there's nothing else there right now. I mean, you hot single for the summer, possibly the summer smash. We thought it was gonna be let's go. We thought it was gonna be that, but clearly this record definitely took over. This record took um,
2: over. I, yeah, to to me, it's only one line. Nobody's playing that whole song. And they to
1: from what I've heard, they never played the a whole song.
2: Nobody plays the whole song. So.
1: It's it's the beginning and it's the and then that's it.
2: It can't be a summer smash to me, but what I will say is this: it, it put the game in the chokehold. On
1: it did for Ro- sure. You can't sing that. Yeah, shit.
2: you can't take that from you can't take that from her. If you try to take that from a year lane,
1: yeah, 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 yeah you trash. Yeah,
2: like it is undeniably a hit line, which is another conversation, right? Like, are we at the point that in line music is
1: fire too? Though,
2: are we at the point in music where we are not even hit choruses, but just hit, hit lines. a hit two bars that's where we are like that's all that it takes to go viral but that's another conversation um <laughs> sensational <laughs> what i what i get from from this whole Ice spice um situation is it brings me back to 2012 2013 when me and you were performing. now you have performed a lot um more than me but that, my first two years learning, and I think this girl has only been active for, if I'm not mistaken, a few she, she said a few months, yeah. right? She, she said that, yeah. She right. Said that, yeah. So, it wasn't until like 2014 that I felt, 2013, 2014, that I felt like real, 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 real comfortable on stage doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And that's a whole fucking two, a uh, year to two years. Right. So... So Shorty can't. just acted for a couple of months Now we're saying that she
1: She fought. she fell how she felt how she fell off But also the people in her camp Need to know what her capabilities I was are. Just about to say this too like I'm gonna be honest I feel like some chicks Look good And make dope ass records. We shouldn't be expecting any more than that We shouldn't be expecting albums We shouldn't be expecting other singles If we're expecting other singles We're gonna be judging the next single Off of her last single um, that's why what's her name is not as big as I think she needs to be young and May, you know the, the, and, and other artists before her, you know they, they they got they have so much fucking pressure to release something else versus actually capitalizing off of the wave of their first. And I think this is why Capella Gray is so fucking successful, even though I don't think he's he's had another success. Like Gallus, even though he's been on other people's projects and he's been on people's albums, Chris Brown's, and he's done shit with other artists, um, uh, King Combs. I think artists who have the hot record, like when Cardi B came out with Bodak Yellow, she drove that bitch into the ground. She really fucking did. It got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of hearing this fucking song. Like, God. at that point, I was waiting for an album. But. I think Cardi, let that shit be what it is. I feel like we are not allowing this young lady to let this shit be what it is. We're, we're, we're poking that shit we don't like all of a sudden.
2: Well, I think what it is is, you, to me, you're not solidified until you you hit me with another two, three hits,
1: right? And I think- but, but this record hasn't even been out for like more than six months.
2: Yeah. What I think- Like two months. What I think tends to happen is people want the next best thing, so they want to solidify somebody quickly. So it's like all right you got this what's next? Okay. You got that but what what's next?
1: I feel like you we we, we should only be saying that if we feel like you about to really be the next do we Now, feel like she's about
2: now to- that's the conversation, okay. right? Because no. I think she's just the moment. Right. I feel the same way. Maybe another two singles and I'm and I'm good. Right. Like like I don't I haven't even with this song I haven't been convinced that we're about to, we're spawning or we're right. seeing the next biggest thing.
1: Niggas, niggas are saying princess. Princess of, niggas, stop. Right. Princess of nothing, nigga. She hasn't done anything to
2: prove nothing. that. I'm not saying that she can't be that. Right. But from what I've seen... That's, it's not it. This is just another one-hit wonder scenario. And we just gonna see how it go. Right. I haven't seen anything yet that... Glorilla's gonna be around. Glorilla is gonna be a problem. She's gonna be around. She's hungry. I at, for like for at least another
1: year or two. She's hungry, right? dog. Right. At least another year or two. And she signed to a somewhat good label sheet.
2: Well, that's what that's how I know.
1: She's gonna be okay. She's <laughs>
2: fine, right? She right. She's def- that advance is looking good on her. You got mad niggas on that label
1: that are popping so i was like all right she's gonna be here for a minute since she got signed because i just i pay attention to to the weird shit glow really got brand new teeth if nobody has noticed that she got brand new teeth i was like damn that's that 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 teeth check cleared now when it comes to ice spice i just haven't seen anything
2: yet that makes me comfortable being like okay cool on the other hand of it though the other end is Your squad, your people, your team, whatever the fuck you want to call them.
1: Whatever the team is. I don't even know who she's associated with.
2: They need to know where you are and they need to either develop your stage presence so that when you are out in Houston or rolling loud and you're going to play that one line 15,000 times that people look at it in a memorable and good light. The more and more this negative shit keeps getting attached, her career is done.
1: And I, I think, to me, she's not ready for those real interviews yet. So other, so niggas that's trying to get her on a, a platform or she not even, she not even ready for dad has some bow house yet.
2: Kay? Nah, she not there yet.
1: So, so for, for if we keeping it a hundred. First of all, like the good brother said, she hasn't done enough work. She hasn't put out a body of work. This is like a slither compared to what she could be put. Number 2, it's getting back into the fall season. That means that before the end of this month, we should be getting another. If we don't get another record before this, then she she gonna have to play around between november 1st and november 25th whenever thanksgiving is because shit gonna get lost in the sauce we got macy's day parade coming out we got thanksgiving day parade coming out fucking this week is comic-con shout out to the jacob javis center um so it's a lot going on so artists for the artists that know that you still brand new you got more work to do the baby probably want to sit 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 this one out uh, unless you're doing some charity event, something positive like the good brother you might, might want to sit the whole holiday season out. Don't do don't say no dumb shit don't even be in no cameos leave it alone um ice spice i think again she's young she's talented she's beautiful yes she does need to focus on the next single but more importantly yo let her live and some of y'all niggas some of y'all niggas couldn't even do what the fuck she did y'all, y'all niggas couldn't rock a crowd of twenty thousand. so shut the fuck up forever that's a fact Y'all niggas could not be on that stage uh Memorizing, having to memorize your lyrics to rap, dance, twerk, and then you know jump back into whatever you couldn't do that. You you couldn't do that. So yeah, you got to give that young lady some more credit.
2: Yeah, I think I and think out out in the Bronx. I think what's important is giving her grace, right? Yeah, like she just got here. I I think a lot of people are ready to clown her, and that's what I'm not doing. I niggas, don't
1: niggas calling her carrothead. You saw them? Saw them coming?
2: Nah, I ain't see those. That's crazy. Um. <laughs> I'm, it might be racist uh, I, It might be racist I don't know um, But yeah I think I think everybody needs To give her more grace But on the flip side of it I think on Again Humility On her end She gotta realize That them $15,000 appearances That she was trying to Promote I don't know I don't know if niggas Is paying that If your reputation Is that You gonna give You know Bad performances If you
1: fucking up shows I'm not paying you nothing That's me I'm Because the promoter Is paying you to give a show. I'm not I didn't pay you to forget your lyrics because that's not my job. Your job is to rehearse and remember your shit and to and to not run out of breath
2: And and as the promoter, my, my idea is that if I promote that you're here, more people are gonna come out because they wanna come see you or be in your presence. But if I'm a consumer and I know for a fact Ice Spice being in the club doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna get a good performance from her, I'm not going to that club. You know, like eh,
1: This is what I gotta cool. understand. Young artists come out, drop single. Those artists thought they was in the club. Bitch, you in the club every night now. We got to promote this song. She probably not really used to that life. I don't give a fuck what these young artists talk about in their records. When this superstar of hit you, nigga, you can't pick and choose when it's time to go to sleep, go to bed. Nigga, you on the road now.
2: But that's the and that is You're not new, ready for this. That's the new thing. That's the new issue that these artists are these young are, artists yeah. are bumping into, right? With no artist development being the case. You're just getting, you're a regular degla nigga working at Starbucks. Uh
1: Uh-huh. You dropped that one song. You
2: dropped one song that just catches fire. Now, all of a sudden, you the hottest nigga in your city. But guess what?
1: Now you got to work to maintain that and then keep going. Yeah, now you
2: just, you, you just started the race. You didn't make it to the finish line. Nope. You just started that. So now, the only difference is, now you got everybody watching you. Right. When you running around the track. Instead of you being able to practice, maybe on a practice day, you stumble a little bit. Maybe you tired, so you don't give your best. No, not everybody watching you, so it's game time
1: every and, motherfucking day. And, and niggas don't give a fuck if you tired or not. Nigga, what's up? Nigga, you, nigga, you in a club tonight. You at Starless tomorrow. Nigga, you at Bojangles this week. And nigga, you at fucking uh, Flipses next day doing some shit, some charity event. No, nigga, we do care if you feel because we want
2: to run. To the fucking blogs and be like, look how trash he is. That's true too. It's one of two things: we want to celebrate you to the highest, or we want to pull you down to the lowest.
1: Either way, nigga,
2: we gonna say something about you. Facts. That, damn. And and, and I think young niggas need to realize that when they jump in the game, yep. it's like yo, with this new, you could come become viral off of a fucking TikTok. You can come viral off of this, off of, of that,
1: anything really,
2: right? Right, we could put out a clip tomorrow.
1: Next thing you know, we both waking up and it's at twenty thousand, and we like, oh shit, what the fuck happened? That is definitely. I mean, that that's what that's what happened last week when I put the fucking the girl saying, you know, she ain't never sucked dick before,
2: clean. So it's like (laughs) you you throw stuff up, you you might wake up, but when it's about you, oh yeah, it's like now niggas is like, yo, what's the next funny thing that's coming from dad's and bow ties? That's what's the next good conversation that they got coming. That's a fact. And in a moment, one nigga slip up, say something that maybe. You know, don't fit into the category of what's popping to right. say right now. Yeah. Yo,
1: that that podcast trash. Oh, we fucking missed to... Shout out to the listeners that be on our as Yo, y'all yeah, didn't release that clip. Yes, the fuck we did. Oh, I didn't see the episode on iTunes. It's up there. Right. K. Right. Stop.
2: Right. And be like, <laughs> yo, da 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 right. saying whatever it is. Niggas is waiting for that moment to be the first to say, yo, I told y'all that shit was trash. The fall.
1: Yeah. Every Everybody, everybody wants... A good hot take from the fall, you know. What I mean, and Wayne said it. Would back. you describe
3: your personal
1: style? We live in a we live in a hater nation. That's a fact.
3: Describe your personal style. I think I'm authentic. I think I give a modern, sexually liberated woman. You'll learn about that later. Okay. How would? That little girl,
1: mad at
2: Little girl, don't know what the fuck is going on. She
1: ain't on. even know what that meant. Both words, sexually and liberated. She ain't know what none Neither of Neither one
2: of them. She said,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: she moved she on ain't to had the next no question. no follow up, no nothing. Because she is not a serial killer. She's just, she's just
1: going the fucking flow. She Yo,
2: somebody it. wrote and I fucking put me, I was in tears. Big Lotto and vibes. No artist development, just Big Lotto and vibes <laughs> in that fucking <laughs> interview, and that is exactly how I felt, That's bro. That's probably
1: what it was, because Big Lotto's also a young artist herself. She only, is. Only her now, granted, she years. do have a team behind her, so... Her team is definitely making sure she says and does the right thing. I don't know what... Listen, I don't some of she, y'all... She wasn't ready for that question, though.
2: No. Some of y'all out here persecuting her. Yeah. Somebody, I think I seen a couple, I was like, yo, she a sexual predator... What? I seen some niggas say, yo, she grooming that little girl. I seen some wild (laughs) shit. Niggas
1: be saying anything, dog. Niggas say anything. When you don't believe with something, that's when you want to just say anything. Shut the fuck
2: up. Yeah, I'm like, yo, y'all can't believe half the shit y'all saying right now. (laughs) What I will say is that was an inappropriate answer to me. To me personally, I don't think that that. I think she clearly got caught off guard. She she wasn't ready for that answer. She didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, she didn't know know what the fuck to say. And she just said whatever was on her mind. Yeah. Now, I don't know why you wouldn't stop yourself and, and say, yo, I'm talking to a little girl. Right. Sexually liberated is probably just not even worth this. Int- like cause some people were like, well, the little girl is going to get. I need y'all to stop doing this. This is what I need y'all to stop. i am gonna make my point in a second. Just because y'all like somebody don't mean that they can't do something that's a little off. It don't mean that they can't be have a bad moment. Like everybody has a bad moment. Everybody says some shit. That they'd be like, damn, I should have took that shit back. Like I seen a lot of people online going, oh, well, the little girl going to learn about sexually sexual liberation at some point. It's
1: not about that.
2: Oh, y'all act like sexual is such a terrible word. No, it got nothing to do with that. It's appropriate versus inappropriate, right? A time and place versus a time and place. Time and place. Here's here's what it is. Bring it back to Drake. I'm sorry, bro. We we keep putting you in shit that maybe you like. Yo, keep my name out that. But if that was Drake, you Wouldn't hit any of it. Talking to a little girl or boy, and they said, "What
1: is your fashion style?" Because that was the question. That was her. Yeah, that was that was that was the question. Fashion style, and Drake said. You know what I mean I'm
2: I'm just out here giving sexual liberated vibes. <laughs>
1: Clipped, done, finished. His career's done. I could see niggas killing Drake for that. Killing bad. him. Like son. real bad. Like we couldn't even defend him. Hey, <laughs> like, I wouldn't dare We would cry. be violating a nigga, yeah, son.
2: Man, and and, be, and we'd be roasting him on it. And show, we man. both fuck with Drake yeah. to the highest pumped
1: yeah. degree. Right. But it, it takes me back going back to Drake, that time when Drake had texted that girl in the hospital yeah and they was trying to kill it was like bro this is my fan like this is my fan right like, I'm, i know this fan's parents i ain't even say nothing crazy i ain't even say nothing crazy like yo how are you niggas is like oh he's talking to a nigga we know she's not of his age he's not trying to holler at this fucking girl
2: he's checking in on her to
1: make sure she's okay nigga y'all <laughs> niggas is crazy
2: so yeah I don't think niggas Need to be killing Lotto The way they was killing her But I do think That
1: Lotto should she, be She should have answered The question a bit better Yeah that, That's, that's she, my only stance She could have Cause she could have stopped her. She could have said that And probably Oh I'm, I'm sorry Let me actually uh, Go back to answering This question The right way She right. could have cleaned it She still had time Cause the girl said okay And was about to go To the next question Lotto could have said Let me let me clean it up Or Lotto could have been like oh, I think I answered that A bit inappropriately I'm sorry Right Are you right. okay Like checking in With a girl now Right And the girl Even though the girl don't know nothing The girl gonna be looking back In five years pr- Possibly two years And be like
5: "Oh, oh the
1: fam, the, the parents I'm gonna look back At this interview And be like The fuck Family It reminded me And I've said this Maybe like Three times on the spot It reminded me Of when we was Interviewing China From Ant Farm Right And we got That forewarning Now I don't think I don't think Cause I don't know I don't think I would've asked a, In a wild Inappropriate question But that day, but the father was just basically telling us, nigga, you're doing your job. Let her do hers. Because you could say one line, it could ruin her career. The
2: father said, basically was like, I'm trusting y'all to do this interview. We're not even letting niggas do these interviews It really wasn't.
1: They were was strict that day. We're
2: not letting nobody put a camera in her face. But you look like me. So we're going to let y'all two niggas do that. Here's what I got for you. Y'all either do it. Y'all could. Y'all could ask whatever. I don't know what questions y'all gonna ask her. Right. He was. Like, I don't know how you're gonna edit it. But whatever you ask her, y'all could do it one or two ways. And one of those ways is gonna affect her career in a negative way. So I just want y'all to keep that in mind. And I think that that it's the the inverse of it with this situation. But I think that the point still stands. Yeah. Right. However you answer these questions could affect your career as well. And I'm sure he's already had that conversation with China.
1: And I'm pretty sure he's also had those conversations and had to have had those conversations because people didn't fucking listen. Right. Or, or, or he never said anything and was just not trying to be that dad. And then bad shit happened. And then it got to the point where maybe those interviews have happened, but they were never published like we we haven't seen them. Maybe right. maybe people did ask while, or maybe she said something while, and it was like cut, and then niggas is like, "Nah, I'm keeping it," and it's like, "Nah, you're not keeping shit."
2: Yeah, nah, that's that's not going nowhere, <laughs> and neither are you.
1: Actually, you and the interview are both going nowhere. Actually, we're, we're gonna boot the interview, but we're gonna mount your shit. We're gonna make sure you don't do no more interviews. Can you imagine? Clean, yeah, I'll, I'm sure. Not nah, keep it. You're blackballed now. Do what you want. You're not doing nothing else. In, not in this town. <laughs> fuck you thought it was. You live here. You no longer work here though. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta go out of town to work. Fact, like, we
2: we don't even. We're not even going. We're going to skip this city next tour. Damn. But you still won't be able to work. Wow. Like type shit. That's bad. So yeah, yeah. Big Lotto we still fuck with you. You just Love a little you, bit better.
1: Girl. I better never meet you in person. <laughs> Ever. Peter. Yeah. Um can a young nigga get money anymore.
2: <laughs> PETA is in Germany though. This is not like okay. America. So I had to read into it a little okay, because I was like
1: America Peter be wildin' though too.
2: America Peter be, be wildin'. Bro.
1: They be wildin', They be wildin' sometimes. But the, the city oh,
2: The German PETA Um <laughs> It says People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, German division claims devouring sausages is a symptom of toxic masculinity um, that is killing the planet. The nonprofit organization has urged women to go on a sex strike to save the world. During Friday's episode of Sky News Australia's Newsday, available blah, 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 I don't. we're not doing that. PETA uh, Australia discussed the ban. Um, the representative said the organization's statement is designed to be part of the conversation starter before, adding, we don't really care about your sex lives. Um, What we do care about is the planet and the animals we share it with. And those animals are dying by the billions in the crudest ways imaginable for burgers and sandwich filling. Um, Okay. Peter, I get the
1: point. I do. Um, But the ladies are already eating meat. I was just about to say there's probably more ladies eating meat than there are niggas eating meat. And it, it's not that, it's not the same meat though. I was just about to say, it's two different meats. <laughs> two different meats. They're not gonna stop eating meat. They're never gonna stop eating meat.
2: So why? It, it don't matter if the man is eating meat or not. She's gonna eat
1: some meat that's, that night. That's definitely a fact. Yeah. And yeah. my 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 first question for Peter is: Peter, is everybody in the organization vegan? And if they are. I, I need I need you all to prove that. I need you all to go to all the chapters that Peter is establishing the world or on some worldwide shit. And just give us a cause if they're not, Peter, you need to start looking from within before you start making uh uh statements like this. Deadass.
2: I just know niggas isn't listen, everybody's I everybody's not it. vegan. Everybody is not vegan yet.
1: Everybody's that is true. And everybody's not pescatarian either. Every some people eat every fucking thing every fucking thing imaginable some shit that we probably didn't even eat right They're and, eating it and
2: and I, i'm sure there is a moral you know conversation to be had there right you know what i mean right um
1: the the reality is we know that global warming is 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 is, is also affecting the death of animals as well as the um the people who who are in charge of farming and produce and people people who are capturing animals uh, as livestock and raising cattle and shit like that. Somebody told me the other day, now This some shit that I really had to sit and think about. Somebody told me the other day, they think we ran out of chicken and the chicken that we have is not real chicken. I said, how you figure that? (laughs) They was like, yo, we got millions of Burger Kings, McDonald's, Wendy's, Popeye's, KFC. I said, okay. They was like, You think from when those companies was made up until now, we still got real chicken? I was like, I never thought about that shit.
2: Yes, we do. They don't use that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole problem with Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, and all these. They haven't been using real meat, niggas. Like y'all, y'all just now. This is preservative meat. That's true. That they are using for these nuggets and chicken sandwiches. Right. Yeah. Because I learned
1: years ago, uh, uh, McChicken ain't even McChicken. There's other, there's other shit that's making a mixture They calling it that, that's what it's called guys They
2: they If you don't remember there was like a huge push In like the late 90's for them to start No my fault, early 2000's For all of them to start using real meat Yeah Because people were saying it's not real meat Right And then more recently you got Subway who the, the tuna They didn't find tuna DNA In the tuna that they selling Right So what the fuck is the tuna really made of? So yeah, no, we still got real chickens, y'all.
1: We, it's, it's, we do. It's too. It's too. Uh, it's. I think what it made me think about was whatever they're naming the food is to entice people to actually eat meat. Mm. So the people that do eat meat, nigga, if you don't eat meat, but I know you like this tuna melt, right? I'm gonna make sure. Mm-hmm. I, may, I have a tuna melt option even though it might not fully be, be tuna. tuna fish. It's, it, it tastes like it. It tastes like it because we got that down pack with the shit we putting in it. Yeah. But that don't mean that you really eating that. And that's not for necessarily us to give a fuck about. Nigga, we are worried about our, our bottom line is to make sure. Did you just order that? All right, cool. D- yeah. Did you, you, we sold it? We sold it? Cool.
2: Moving on. You liked it? All right, cool. Even fucking better. They got 20% tuna in it.
1: But that ain't our business. And the other thing that's making me think about Y'all also got to understand. That's like saying, "Yo, are we drinking real juice, nigga?" There's a lot of juice that literally says not from concentrate. Then there's juice that also says mixed with artificial flavoring yeah. to give it the taste. Right. Y'all niggas got to understand what you talk about before you start talking. It
2: says about all natural, flavors, all natural on flavors on the top of the, but then when you read when it, you read it. It's saying artificial flavors and uh-huh, to give it the taste. Right, right. Because they're not lying. Right, right.
1: they're not lying.
2: It's a natural flavor, but but. If you was drinking
1: juice juice, you'd have some seeds in that shit. Right, right. It'd be a little thick. Nigga, you might actually have to go to the doctor because you probably can't handle real, natural, raw juice. <laughs> probably can't handle that shit. That's just real shit. That's just... Everybody's body is different. But they found the middle ground in the medium with the artificial flavoring. Facts. And, oh, it only cost us fucking a
2: dollar to get some syrup and some water... And uh, maybe another flavor, mix that shit together, put it in a box. Nigga, this going to taste just like the shit
1: your grandma made. And wow. y'all niggas like it. That's so right. I don't know what the problem is. It's not my business. This is my business. But how you feel about it in the end?
2: It's not long, my business. Right.
1: As long as you like it, it's not my business. Right. The thing about me, bro, I don't give a about money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you let money control you and rule you and make how you move like a certain way. Like, I can't. I gotta stay away from you because ain't no telling what you would do for some money. All right, P to Young Dolph once more. What uh role does money play in your life, Broski? Now, I I wrote about it. I'm not gonna post it yet, but having money is a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Um, having money means, and not having money because you got a paycheck. No, having money in like. The form of you ain't got to choose. If you was gonna choose between two things, you could get both things. Mm-mm. Having money is an acquired taste. Having money means I don't have to wait for something. If I know I could get it now, I might just get it now. Other niggas gotta wait. That's what the phrase "having money" means to me now. Before, I had a negative representation of money because i was dating women that some of them were dangling money over my head
3: Mm. Um,
1: not in the sense of i didn't have any money or they had money it was more like because they had money to do something right then and there and i had to wait to get that money they were doing things with money without me and if only i had had the money when i guess either they wanted me to have it we would we would have we would have had better conversations around money. So I feel like my whole perception of having money now in my early 30s um is different. I feel like I'm learning to have a better appreciation for money, especially when it's time to do things that I don't necessarily have to wait for anymore. So it's changed. What's the balance though? So what is
2: what do you feel you had mentioned like not having to wait. Yeah. Um, being able to get something whenever you want. Is that the balance that you feel it, you're comfortable with when it comes to having money? Just being in a space that if you see something that you like, you have enough money at any given time that you can say, yo, I like that. I'm gonna go pick that up. Is that where you find happiness or is it more or less? What what What's the balance?
1: I think the balance is that I'm. I'm not there yet, but I'm almost there. The balance is having the money, knowing you could get it at any given moment and then not spending it. Just I ain't got to get it either. Like that's the other part. Like I could get it. I don't have to get it. Actually, mm-hmm. I could, I, I I should actually probably not think about getting it because it's only going to make me spend the, this money that, I should not only say I should probably put this money that I was going to spend with this for something else. Maybe I should just continue to hold this money and just continue to stack this shit right here until let's get to something else. And then when something else that I actually need instead of the thing that I want, the thing that I actually need, I'll have more money for that. I could probably get more of the need when I need it versus the want when I when I wanted it.
2: Yeah. So when I think about money, I think money is it's a necessity. Right. You you need it to live right like you you need a roof over your head you need food you need clothing so you need it to live and function in this society you need it in abundance if you want to live lavishly now lavishly means something different to everybody lavish to some might mean that you can get all designer brand clothing right lavish to others is you can get any car that you want that that feel comfortable driving um lavish might mean the others going on vacation when they feel like it but you need money in abundance in order to do that and not feel like you're gonna come home to a stack of bills and be like oh shit i'm gonna be fucked up in the game for the next three months right so you need a lavish amount of i mean you need an abundance to live lavishly but Often to get money You have to sacrifice Mm. And there needs to be A balance there right Because For some they're, They're sacrificing For most of us We're sacrificing time To get money So whether that is You are in a High octane job That Makes it so that When you're at that job For eight hours You're giving the most So when you get home You're too tired To do anything for yourself Or You're doing two three jobs because that is the way to sustain whatever it is that whatever lifestyle it is that you want to make for yourself and I think we tend to not know what the balance is and what young Dolph I think said was because a lot of times we we take it to mean the like yo money is worthless or it shouldn't be a fact I used to think like that like I don't really put money I know what what it's needed for, I know why I have to have it But I'm not putting any, like, it It shouldn't rule anything You don't have money, that's not gonna be a mark on your character If you do have money, that's not gonna be a plus for your character and I still think like that, but when Young Dolph is saying Like, those who worry about money I I, I look at them weird I look at them different. I internalize that differently now. I internalize that to mean I want to be around people who are comfortable enough in their situation that they don't think about money. As opposed to it just being I don't have like I don't put a value on money. So, you know, money is worthless or or I'm not worried about money because I don't value it. I think you should value it in the society that you operate in and what it means to society you don't necessarily again have to subscribe to oh well the niggas that got a lot of money that must mean that they are good niggas that ain't it Facts. you can have mad money and be a terrible person
1: it could be trash
2: or the niggas who don't have money that must mean that they are like dirt bags or they ain't doing good in life that there are a lot of people who have amazing personalities that Because they have amazing personalities, they're not making a lot of money. They had opportunities to be a shit bag and be like, yo, I'm going to charge this person $10,000 to do this job, but they do it for free. There are people that do that, right? So I do think now, though, that I'd rather be around people that whatever side of the coin they, they land on, they are in a space where they're not worried about money because they've already handled it. I'm not going to put any mark or or uptick. But if you're not worried about money because your finances are handled, I think that you don't worry about the nigga looking over over your shoulder counting your bread and looking at you and be like, how much money is this nigga making? Oh, well, he's making enough that if I owe him some money, he's making enough he'll be good. Or he's making enough that I might want to take his money. Like, that is where I think that conversation is going, as opposed to where, in my mind, years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I agree. But the reason why I'm agreeing is solely off of, I just, I'd rather be, money shouldn't mean anything. It does mean something. But what it means is more so a baseline of things as opposed to, in my opinion, like a a character, um... Flaw or or something that's a plus to somebody's character So definitely an interesting conversation that, that he's sparking there With that uh, Division has been doing a lot of different promo tactics um, And they just released a new song If I'm not mistaken And don't they got a whole fucking show coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh the fucking... That was promo.
1: That was hilarious as fuck. (laughs) I was like, I see what I see. What's going on?
2: Let's see. I mean, this song been out. It says since August, but biggest mistake Uh I
4: made. Shouldn't
2: have let you go. Instead of wondering, I should have let you know. Yeah. I don't need to to hear no more. This shit fire. Your
1: name my last name this shit has been a process these niggas are sign a jersey right it's playing oh. with
2: my conscience Nah. Okay. I'm the- yeah like i said i don't need to hear no more this shit fire um <laughs> y'all can listen to that shit on your own time um yeah the promo's been they've been doing a lot some people are fucking with the promo some people feel like they're doing too much is
1: r&b back after after Tank dropped his album, I feel like R and B been making a comeback, swing like swing back, real like like real quick. Um, I mean, I don't really because this is R and B.
2: I feel like the culture of R and B has died, but I don't think okay. the music has died. Okay, I
4: think like, that's a, I think that's a fair assessment.
2: Yeah, I think the culture is not what it used to be, but the music will will be here. This type of song, this type of music, is rebuilding the culture. I think.
1: Yeah, because this is. R&B is built on a few elements. R&B, number one, is built on love. And love has many different avenues. We're not just talking about love for yourself. We're mainly talking about the dynamic between two people. That is like one of the core elements and core essence of R&B music. On the flip side, a lot of R&B music comes from heartbreak. Mm. That, that, That probably is like the encrusted version of what R&B is when you take away, because that also still has to do, that also has to also do with love, but that's love on the decline. That's love when it's no longer, like y'all no longer loving, y'all no longer seeing eye to eye, y'all keep arguing, y'all keep breaking up, y'all keep making up. And then the other part of R&B, which not not every R&B artist is like pain. Like, real pain. I'm talking about Mary J. Blige, Tony Braxton, Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, Beyonce, to an extent. It's
2: emotion. Yeah, it's emotions. You know? I think that... that I mean, that's the the essence of all music, right? right. Is emotion. Being able mm-hmm. to connect to it... Correct. ...on a way that brings something out of you and that's what's been missing. Mm-hmm. And R&B, like you said, that typically stems from the love aspect mm-hmm. of of it whether it's how much you love your family how Mm -hmm. much you love yourself Mm -hmm. how much you love your partner right the the core of it is love like if you want to talk about hip-hop hip-hop is more so in ego Uh uh-huh in a sense or or how much you can hype yourself energy like that that is where if you want to make a core essence of what hip-hop music kind of represents is energy right i feel like hykeness I feel like bravado just being like, yo, I'm the shit and I'm going to tell you how I'm the shit or I've been through this and I'm going to tell you that how I survived it. Storytelling, obviously. But yeah, love and and making it attached to those emotions where it's fallen off is there's been a lot of R&B that is more so focused on getting played. As opposed to invoking a feeling mm, So damn. can we get it played on the radio And can damn. we get it played in the club Right hey. So now it sounds like hip hop
1: Right and, and and can those two Can those two bridges and worlds Still coexist the way they used to Back in the early 90s Early two thousand? Right Cause there was a moment in the club Right <clears throat> You play an R&B record nigga Where
2: hey. R&B come on And the mood And the vibe switches Facts And now it seems like We ain't even trying to switch the mood The mood is staying on one
1: mode Yeah One mode, just just whatever's hype, whatever's yeah, whatever the hype song is at the moment, or whatever the lit song is. Like, you thought I was feeling you, like you hear that
3: everybody's singing that,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. So division, good luck to you. That you you
3: can provide for her, not because of the trips. We're gonna pull this back. What happened?
1: Good division, good luck to you, and I do hope that uh, you know you are on the right track to becoming the sensation that I think you want to be in uh, music, in terms of uh, hip hop and uh, R and B.
2: Yeah, I will say that the promo, even though again, um, some of it has been a little bit over the top. Definitely um, over the top. <laughs> definitely over the top. I think it has brought a lot more highlight to division. Like we're speaking about division a lot more than in years past. So
1: yeah, and division been out for a minute. They've so been yeah. Don't they, think that this is a new act. This ain't a yeah. new act. So,
3: woman that wants you. Not for the things that you can provide for her, not because of the trips that you can give to her, because these things, they fade away. It's about what, it's about you. And that is the thing that I want men to know. She wants you. What men have a problem with understanding and, and accepting is that men are being conditioned to believe that it is the money. I'm not saying that men don't need to provide. Yes, provision is amazing. Provision is amazing, but I promise you when a woman loves you and she is with you and She feels that connection to you. It's you that she craves, but what that's is the agreeableness and the friendship and agreeableness is not about being a yes woman It is about a woman who's gonna say yes to the larger vision So that yes might look like a no sometimes because you might say oh, I, you know, I got the money I got the bag. I'm about to buy this. She might be like no, that's not the vision, but yes put the money here That's the kind of woman that a man that a man wants
1: That's what I need
2: Yeah, yeah, I think the only part that I I disagree with it's not really a disagreement. Um. She kind of glossed over the conditioning aspect, and it's like that's not really uh, the men that are pushing that narrative of the money um, making the man. Yeah. Um. Some men are. I'm I'm not saying that men aren't also responsible. But a large part of, at least on social media... That's women doing that shit. Yeah, that's coming from women. There's a lot of men that I know personally, that when I talk to them about what they want in a relationship, they're always talking about partnership. They're not talking about this idea of like... Now nah, I'm not saying it because there's a lot of niggas on social media talking about, yo, she got to cook and clean. But also, I think that's in response to this idea that, oh, niggas just got to bring money to the table. And again, we've had this conversation, but that tends to lead character traits and moral character to the back end and money to the forefront. There are a lot of women that are willing to deal with a drug dealer before they're willing to deal with a, a man who has great moral character, but maybe ain't making that much money. And 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 that that's where we gotta look in the mirror, because there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some of you that's gonna be like X, you're you're bugging, you're that's not me. I get that. That's that may your home not girl.
1: I know I know it's not you. It's right,
2: girl. it is your home girl and you know that's your homegirl. You definitely know that. You know I'm girl. not talking bullshit. It's pure facts.
1: Like it might not be about you, but somebody you know, somebody close to you.
2: There are a lot of women who will look at the man who is making thirty five thousand a year. But one of the most amazing men... They will say it. This is one of the most amazing men that I've, I've ever met, met in my life. Lot, probably never going to meet another. But will deal with the drug dealer nigga that she knows got some terrible moral character, but he pulling in X, Y, Z amount of money that yes. is that is sustainable and enough for her.
1: So... Basically, what this woman is saying, it boils down to this. Do you want his money or do you want him? A lot of women is probably dating the money. A lot of women are not dating men for men. Because if a lot of women were dating men for men, breakup rates, whatever those rates are, divorce rate, would probably be on a very low spectrum.
2: It'd be lower, for sure.
1: Because we we would not be necessarily... Be tied to this idea of money making and more. How does this person make me feel? How how does this person make me feel appreciated outside of money and gifts? How does this person make me think? Does this person help me um, uh, elevate in ways that money can't? In ways that money just can't buy. Mm. You know, you know. Shout out to the women that are really dating men for themselves and I feel like as I was listening to her I was like damn like I feel like these last 2 years I've been going through mad fucking different changes <laughs> like mad different changes changes with sexuality well I would say adjustments to sexuality uh so adjustments to sexuality and things that I like um in the bedroom or things that I like in general that I never did Um, or things that partners that I've been with never did. Also, in terms of money, you know, these last two years, I've done more traveling than I've ever done in my entire life, ever. Um, Countries I've never been to, cultures I've experienced that I've never, you know, really experienced other than the food. Like, I'm talking about being around certain people or being around certain environments that, you know those people look like they were better off without money they 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 looked happy. it took it took money for me to get to where they was at but where they at they're happier without the money they mm. they they're, they're just so happy um like genuinely um i think when you are a man who really wants to be with a woman you as the man you're not outwardly saying she has to have money I don't even feel like I hear men say that. You only hear that shit from women. <laughs> like legit, you you hear women say, "Oh, my man gotta have money." I think most men, you know, and going to what the, the good to what the the good brother said, most men will say, "Yo, I just want a partner. I want somebody I could just come home to and not stress, not argue with, to, have fun with, yeah, be, be my peace. You know, somebody I could crack jokes with and not feel like I'm offending them in any way." Um, somebody that, Someone is, that gets me Yeah you know somebody that's just down to earth Somebody that you know what I mean is is cool Like not somebody that's like uh, A pushover and not somebody that's too Aggressive you know what I mean somebody that's just Easy going you know is not Is not a yes woman but somebody who You know gets me and wants me For me
2: Yeah I agree I think Where I question things Is I don't understand why this Opinion her opinion lives so far outside of the norms of today. Right. Like right. this should not be something that is taboo and is argued all the time. Argued a lot. There's, there's always this argument from this perspective of, Oh, well he need to come with the bag. Cause if he don't come with the bag, then what is he here for? The one that Jeez. bugs me out is if your man is asking for 50, 50 participation, in bills, then you're with a roommate, sis. That's not your man. Yeah. I just wh- whether that is what your man wants to do or not, you will definitely find a man who will be like, "Nah, I'm gonna take care of everything. Don't worry about that." But why does that define your relationship? Why does that define the man? Right, because the man there. There could be a man. So you what you what you're telling me. Based off of of that conversation is the man that is willing to do all of that is a real man too, but has lacking moral compensation is more of a man than the the man that's like, hey babe, it would really be helpful if you took on. Listen, I'm making sixty k and you making sixty k, we would both be able to live a lot happier. If you took care of some of the bills and responsibilities on that, on the financial end of that. Right.
1: Thing. I'm still going to pay more bills than you, but I just need to take care of these two little ass bills. Could, could he do that? I'm going to take care of the other four.
2: You mean to tell me that his stock has lowered compared to the man who maybe is getting his money, but questionably and is taking care of everything, but y'all could lose all of that at the drop of a hat.
1: Women love to make money more than they love to spend money. That is what this shit boils down to. Women love the idea of making money. Women love the idea of somebody that they're with who also is making money. But if women didn't have to, which a lot of women would definitely say this, they would rather spend someone else's money, i.e., their man, than spend their own money because them spending their money is ghetto. I've seen this. I've seen this online. Right. I've seen these words. Whether it's a joke or not, whether it's a joke or not, I've seen women say, "Yeah, spending money is ghetto, but I need my man to um, but I need my man to give me money." Uh, okay, sis.
2: And I get it. Like if that is your dream world that you would live in, you would love to live in, that's your dream world. I, I'm I can't tell anybody about their dreams, but. When it starts to affect affect your reality in the terms of how you are picking your partner and what you're valuing more over other things, that's where to me I'm like, yo, we're in this weird space because again, I'm, we we've highlighted in a bunch of different ways, but there are some women out here who will put the moral character. I didn't see it. I didn't see niggas date drug dealers. I didn't see niggas shit. date street niggas. And not to say that every street nigga has bad morals or character. They just
1: got but bad teeth. Fix it. <laughs> but,
2: but if you're in the street, there's a high possibility that you might got some shit that don't align in the proper places. Now, that don't also mean that every corporate nigga is a good nigga. No.
1: Niggas probably worse than the niggas
2: to the street. <laughs> probably. The loopholes is crazy. The loopholes, wild, stupid. The loophole's wild. But the point that's being made here is. You know from inception mm-hmm. that this nigga does some shit that's a little, know what I mean. Off
1: You like you know, like you know how he's getting his money. He's killing it.
2: Right. <laughs> You're happy
1: though in that, <laughs> but the
2: nigga that you know that if you slip up and get pregnant by, right, he's gonna stay. All right. He's gonna take care of that baby. That's it. And he's gonna try and build a life with you. Hey. You like nah? Cause that. Nah, he, he ain't making enough. I don't know. There's something there to, to reevaluate
1: and think about. That's all I'm saying. Just bad. Hey, we got to fellas, fellas, fellas. We got to start dating women that like us more than they like the money that we have. Yeah. And until some of y'all get there, they probably shouldn't be dating. And
2: last two points. Um, There are men that perpetuate this shit too. Plus, mm. We're not just going to put it all on women. Mm. There's a lot of men that lead with their money and there's a lot of men that think that money is a flex mm. it's the nigga that's at the bodega that that pulls out a stack just to buy a piece of gum because his girl is with him crazy insane it, it's it's the niggas that are putting value on money rather than their own moral character so they rather get more money than fix the demons that they've been fighting That make them come home and bark on a girl or get into wild, crazy arguments or be controlling everything in between. Niggas
1: niggas is posting intellectual fucking captions. No credit history to their name whatsoever. You couldn't even tell these niggas to fucking send you anything, even if you was testing it. Only got cash. Nigga, you always got cash. You ain't got a debit. Nah, nigga, what? Nigga, you 28. You ain't got a debit card? Something's fishy, dog. I don't know, dogs. And
2: finally, I think, like Distinguished said, um, we have to start to know when women like us for us versus she likes us for maybe what her can, perception yeah. or idea of us is provide. in terms of financially and in other ways. Now, I don't think that we test that by the dates that we do because that's where niggas fuck up. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to ch- take on a cheap date. To see if she liked me for me Cool In some extent But that doesn't necessarily reflect On if she's gonna like you for you That's more so a reflection Of effort at times Some people might look at that and say Oh you're not putting in the effort to show that you're actually interested Another conversation We've had it before So you can go back to old episodes I'm sure we'll have it again in the future So you can wait for that But the point is that might not be the way to test her, but there are definitely other ways to find out if a young woman is actually there for you and trying to get to know you, right? Or if they're there because they have in their mind this perception of a lifestyle that they want to live and they think you fit in that. Like, if you're, you end up in a, a bad situation, not that you may need money or whatever, just a bad situation. Maybe you down. Maybe you, your day was like, yeah, my day's fucked up today. And she does something. I'm not just talking about sit on the phone with you. And, oh, baby, talk to me about it. Da, da da. If she sits there and she knows, yo, this nigga, he loves video games. Yo, babe, I know you told me that your day was bad. Mm. Friday we going to this video game But I want to see if I could cheer you up I know you know that might be a couple days Away but I really feel like I want to see if I could cheer you up Does that work for you That might be someone you want to keep around As opposed to Shorty listening to you say like Yeah I had a fucked up day And she'd be like oh that's crazy And then later in the conversation She's talking about what bag She want you to buy her <laughs> She don't really fuck with you, dogs. Nah. So yeah, start dating women that actually like you, right. and start knowing the signs of a woman that actually likes you.
1: All right. Everybody else just fucking.
2: Facts. Just you know what time it is. Right. It's a good time. That's it. Not here for a long time. Just a good one. That's it. Um. With that being said, we spoke about earlier in the year. Yeah. You were dating, right, after the speed dating situations. Yeah. Um, and then you had a standard where you were saying that by the end of fall, you wanted yeah. to have somebody. Right. Where are your standards of dating now?
1: I'm not. I'm <laughs> not doing it. Uh, okay. It's ghetto. <laughs> it, okay. Was always, it was always ghetto, but it's ghetto, and then it is complicated, and then it is frustrating because... You'll have all these people that you're dating and some you may like more than others and some that you did have high hopes for. They let you down. And now you're upset because you put high hopes into that person when that person was not a high hope at all.
5: They mm. were Like
1: they were just somebody that was really and truly they were waiting for an excuse to happen for themselves so that they can inconvenience you into thinking that they also like you as much as you like them. And then they hit you with some shit like, but you don't have to stop talking I mean, like, no, like I don't want to keep going down this road. It's clear that you're making a stance. And to me, it doesn't matter how many people you're honest with, how much people that you're, you know, being genuinely considerate about. We're all taking a risk when we go out on dates because we're, whether we put it on our sleeves or not, people's feelings and emotions are still on the line. Every time you do these things, because which with each new date comes a new different experience that you're having with somebody and they're learning a different side or seeing a different side that they hadn't seen the date before or the conversation before or the texts before. So we're like, you're learning and then you'll start to learn enough where you now can really make a very informative decision. Do you want to continue to get to really know this person or do you kind of just want to leave it where it is? Or do you want to simply just say, you know what? I think it's better that we be friends and in those interactions, you're going to have to have more conversations because, listen, after the third, fourth date, you, you kind of got to know what the fuck you're doing because you, you can't keep dating this person forever. Although I know there's an interesting clip that you had sent me with the guy who was talking about court first date later. And I get that if you really want to marry that person. But we, we just speak in general, like people are dating people. Off for it some people not everybody some are dating with the you know expectations that they end up in a relationship looking all the way down the road to marriage everybody's not thinking about that at, at least not initially um i think the moral of the story for me though is yes i did have a timeline uh i did say by the end of fall that would have looked like somewhere roughly around the ending of november somewhere december and now it's just like nah, i'm good um i'm I'm, I'm officially not on the dating market. Um, I'm just kind of just taking a step back. All right. So a couple of questions. Yes, sir. Do you still
2: stand behind timelines? Do it you feel mean. like dating with a particular deadline is helpful?
1: That was probably the dumbest thing I ever did for myself. <laughs> no. Okay. It's definitely not helpful okay. at all. <laughs> Shit changes every fucking day. And I've learned from myself, my feelings and my emotions. People have told me this before, but I fully accept it. This year, I, I I definitely, I definitely, definitely, 110%, I have mood swings. Hell yeah. Mm. I definitely have mood swings. Because one day my feelings is up in the air, like I don't know. And then one day it's very concrete. It's like, this is what I want. This is what the fuck I'm doing. And then I'm really gung-ho about that. And then there's days where in that gung-ho-ness... Whoever I like, some of y'all been fucking up, and then then there's somebody else now that I was entertaining, and it's hard for me to be giving them like s- similarly the same energy they was giving me, because at some point they've been around me long enough, x, they're gonna fucking know like you, mm-hmm. you're you not, you're not. What's going on with you today, Mel? You're not all. Oh, and it's like, I don't want to have to go into, well, I was fucking dating this other girl before you, and you know, you would, you would, you were,
2: and she did some super shit. Yeah, and now you just reminded me of it.
1: All right. And I shouldn't be giving you that energy. Right. So it's, it's, it's weird. And I'm talking about the girls that I really wanted to be, but not the girls that I just want to fuck, because that's a whole not, that's a whole separate thing. That's, that's a that's, different dynamic. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Like, we, yeah, we're not even talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, it's and I don't want to keep playing that game, not with them. I don't want to keep playing the game with my fucking heart. My shit is delicate. I want to give my all to somebody. I really do want to be with somebody. I don't want to fucking play no games, but (sighs) there be games being played, and it's like I don't want to keep doing that shit to myself.
2: All right, my next question is, and I'm going to answer all these questions as well, but my next question is, do you know specifically what you are looking for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I've been trying to downplay it for a long long time. And what I'm looking for is I want somebody to fully accept me for me and that means how I am when it comes to dressing cuz there's some days that I dress and for some people it might come off questionable. Nigga, if I want to wear hot pink, nigga, I'm wearing hot pink. Right. And what I wear should have nothing to do with my sexuality, at all. Should have nothing to do with what type of God or religious back I believe. What the fuck I want to wear is what I want to wear. If I want to wear all Gucci today, nigga, we wearing all Gucci today, nigga. If I want to wear all Hanes today, I'm wearing all. If I want to wear all Champions today, I got a Champion jacket, nigga. I'm wearing Champion today. That's that. That that's just what the fuck we doing. And if I want to wear all fucking Stacy Adams down to the socks, baby, that's what the fuck we wearing, nigga. Um, I want somebody to accept me for the things that I stand for. I, you know, I told I I said it on this platform, I believe, and I also told it to somebody else a while back. A part of me that I felt like was missing a lot was my political side, which you know has been missing for a minute. And I've been back in these streets heavy. I've been written up in papers as of recent, and I've been. Um, I've had photos taken by the Associated Press because um, I've been at marches, rallies. I'm actually going to one next week, Monday. We'll be doing an observation in front of the Barclay Center because we will denounce, I repeat, we denounce all things Christopher Columbus. Get the fuck out of here. Get that, get, get that shit the fuck out of here. Um, so we will be doing the demonstration at the Barclay Center on uh, Columbus Day. So uh, join us if you guys are available. It's going to be first thing in the morning around like 10, 11. Going to be out there for a few hours. Um, last week I was at a... Um, a march, and we were discussing um, the uh, Al Sharpton's church um, in Bedside that uh, white supremacist walked into while the church was having service. I didn't see too much news about this, but it was definitely news, and they was trying to obstruct um, the service mm. from her, and I was like, this shit. So I got a phone call from one of my OGs, and he said this thing which I need you to come out and speak, and I spoke, and a lot of the OGs that I did not know prior to that told me straight up what you said just evoked me. And wants me to do more and like, yo, whatever you're trying to do, I got you. To the point where people were like, yo, like, if there's things going on, we will fly you out to speak. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. And just like that, just the universe is like, all right. So you thought they was feeling you? All right, nigga. So get ready to get ready to march. Get ready to protest. We about to put you back in the field because you said this is a part of you that was missing. Um, So I need the woman that I'm dealing with to understand, yo, that did. You know, God forbid, there might be days and times where, yo, I'm really out there in the field fighting for black lives and something could happen to my black life. I mean, because these, these marches and some of these shit is not for the faint of heart. Some shit do be happening. The ones that I was at recently, nothing happened, but some of them shit do be happening. Um, And, you know, just lastly, you know, for you to get to your next question is, uh, I want you to just fully accept me for me. That's... Me with money, me with no money, me with successful events, me with unsuc- unsuccessful events, me being a homebody and me being outside and everybody is <laughs> on my fucking body. Like everybody just want to do a show, talk, but whatever, because there's a lot that comes with me. I'm not the easiest person to be with because I have so many different uh, personalities and can be very complex in a lot of ways, but I feel like my heart and my most genuine, sincere um, approach is to do good and be good to others. And it doesn't matter what type of walk of life they're in, background, sexual orientation. I just want to be a good human being in general, and I'm expecting that person that's with me to rock with that.
2: Yeah, I feel like those are those are good standards to put forward. Um, and the reason why I asked is because, in order to find what we're looking for, we have to define it for ourselves. So, in psychology and in all the researching, um, scholastic areas that exist. You have to do something called a operational definition. And within an operational definition, you are breaking down what you're saying something looks like piece by piece by piece. So if you're saying you want to research personality, you now have to break down what you are considering to be components of personality. Mm. Is that how someone speaks? Is that how they are angered? What specific aspects of personality you're looking for? Etc, etc. Um, and translating that into dating, I think is imperative, right? Like we need to define what we are looking for. Otherwise there was a, there was a, uh, post that was sent to me the other day and it was basically saying shout out to Nisi I think Nisi sent it to me and it basically was saying that energies are different frequencies of a radio station so you the the universe does not necessarily respond to your wants and desires as you want but it responds to the frequency that you're tapping into so, if you're tapping into a negative frequency, the universe is going to match that. And wow. a lot of negativity may end up coming your way because wow. that's the frequency that you're tuning into. But if you're tapping into a positive frequency, then positive things will come your way. And, of course, the more in tune you get with the frequency, maybe the more specific um, you get. But I say that to say... There are times where you might say, yo, I want a partner, but because you don't define what that means, you'll get people that come your way that could be your partner, but it may be a plethora of people that when you finally bump into them, you don't, you're, you're like, yo, this isn't what I wanted. That's not what I, what I meant. Like you might say, yeah, I'm ready to date, but date what? Date who? Date How? And once you define those things for yourself, I think it's easier or you start at least on one end of it is easier to see what you don't want quicker. Right. When you don't define for yourself, you might date somebody and be in a space where you're like, oh, this is interesting. So let's go with the flow. Next thing you know, six, seven, eight months go by before you finally realize, oh, we on a different page i don't really like this because this doesn't match up to what i actually want but if you never define what you want you'll end up just floating along for however long that it'll take you right like if you're saying to yourself i want to go to jamaica you're going to find the quickest route to get to jamaica if you say i just want to travel you'll just sit on i just want to travel for however long until maybe a travel opportunity comes your way And then you realize that you're in Costa Rica and you're like, well, actually, I kind of wanted to go to Jamaica. Right. Right. And now you're sitting there in Costa Rica thinking about Jamaica. You want to make sure that you're not doing that. That
1: That's horrible.
2: So I said for me, um, I mean, naturally, you already know I don't I don't typically do the timeline thing. Right. um, Because timelines, as as you said, I feel like shit changes drastically. You might sit there and be like, yo, next 6 months I want to find somebody or I'm dating this person and in the next 6 months I'm going to ask them to be my girl. And within that 6 months some shit happens. <laughs> so now the whole timeline changes. Um but for me what I what I I'm starting to realize about myself is I have to make lists and I have to create standard definitions like I spoke about earlier so I'm starting to make ranges of what I want in particular areas so like in education it's like is it the end of the world if my partner only has a high school diploma not at all I'm not judging nobody off of that but what is my ideal level of education that I want my partner to have is it a bachelor's degree is it that they match my education so at this point it would be a master's degree Like setting that standard and writing it down like, okay, cool. In education, I would 100% be fine with someone having a bachelor's. I would be less, you know, it's not as, it's not my preference if they have less than that. And it's more of a pref. like it's, it's above and beyond my preference if they have more than that. If I set that standard. Then it's like, boom. Now I know when I'm talking to somebody and I'm dating someone, if they're not matching that educational thing, then maybe it's a, a check mark off, or maybe it's a, I, I don't know, right? Now there's also categories of what deal breakers are versus this is not a deal breaker, but this is something that maybe isn't my preference. So if it's maybe like an education, Maybe education, if you don't have my ideal preference, is not a deal breaker, but it's something to look at, right? Right. As opposed to if I start dating somebody else and they got all these shits and now it's like, maybe I need to prioritize that person.
1: I'm going to be dating you less.
2: Right. Um, I might have to. And of course, experience plays into it as well, right? If I'm going on dates with the person with the bachelors and the dates are dry, they're shitty, but the person with the, the high school diploma is lit, is lit. That means something.
1: That might change things. Like, okay, you might you still I still want you to go and get your fucking bachelor's at least. But I could work with this, right?
2: Because right? that <laughs> that might mean that the fucking chemistry is way higher. And chemistry, my whole hot chemistry might be in that deal breaker department, right. which I personally think it should be.
1: Like, how great is your chemistry with me?
2: Yeah, if we don't have any chemistry, that's a deal breaker. Right. I don't give a fuck how much degrees you got. I don't, I don't I don't care about nothing. Sex could be great. Da 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 but if every time we had a dinner table we stand at each other and got nothing to say Right. Then what are we doing?
1: Or every time we are talking about uh, every time we have the dinner table you you talking to me about education or shit bitch. We not taking the test right now. Right. I'm trying right. to get to know you. Right. <laughs> right. Don't <laughs> talk to me about what the fuck you did in uh, fucking uh, uh 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 humanitarian studies. Yeah, facts. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't shit. Yeah, nobody cares.
2: Right? So, creating I haven't created my actual categories and standards yet but that's a great list. To, I feel great. like I want to, to do that and then date from that perspective date from. OK, this is what I'm looking for mm. or this is what I defined as things that I think are important for me to have when dating somebody. Um, and now when I'm dating, just keep it in the back of my mind in terms of like, OK, well, what categories does this person fit in? Um, and now I can elevate the price because. I date multiple people most of the time. Right. Um,
1: We're multiple serial daters, right?
2: Right. I haven't, um, but I have in the past been like multiple people to figure out, right. you know, who is interesting in that area or not. Um, Hopefully everybody was getting some dick. I don't know about all that.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> but- um,
1: They got their roses. So be all right.
2: But yeah, so that's where I've been with it. Um, that's And that's kind of where I'm at is like built- Building up those standards, putting it down somewhere that I could reference and I could look at, almost like a vision board, where it's like, all right, now I can start to visualize.
1: It's a vision board for dating, sure. You got to really visualize, yo, who I want my person to be, my potential person that I'm gonna be dating. That's a fact, though, bro. It's a yeah. I like that. Yeah, dating vision board. That's what that. That's what it is.
2: Um, before we get into politics, so
1: much politics to get into. Good lord.
2: Before we get into politics. We have to acknowledge again um, the Independence Day of Nigeria, which just passed. I think they celebrated the 62nd, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, That's fucking
1: big. It's a milestone.
2: But Burner Boy got some words for us, so let's hear from him.
1: That in the schools, they don't tell us about ourselves. They tell us about you guys, and they tell us about the Queen of England and you know they tell us a bunch of stuff that has no significance to us that shows us that that puts in our head that look we have no power and all we are is inferior to these people I also want the truth of our history before slavery and before the white man came and before all that to be the real history that's told this is not how it always was some people came here and lied to you and told, took, the, took the crown off your head and told you that you were a slave when really they came here and met you as a king. That line was insane when I heard that. Like, fuck.
2: When really they met you as a king. Wow. Mm.
1: Stop playing with these artists. They more intelligent than just putting out records. These motherfuckers is really intelligent. Highly intelligent.
2: Burner Boy is quickly becoming one of my favorite artists. Like, Like, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite artists and i Man, bang with him but
1: and he been out for years his first album when i was some, his first record his first like project came out in 2010 yep that's usually how it happens i was like fuck you don't learn about these niggas till 10 years later and by that time they've already built up so much of a fan base it's too late yeah you gotta you yeah. gotta pay them you gotta pay you gotta pay them you gotta pay these motherfuckers
2: um but i think I mean he said everything. We don't need to reiterate Definitely don't. the message just needed to be to be said and um, to emphasized. To yeah, emphasized on this uh, podcast. But yeah. Big facts. Uh that sentiment has been growing in terms of history and it I is I feel
1: like yeah, I feel like more people personally want to know about where they came from. They might they still might not be on board with going to Africa, but they wanna know, yo, what happened before we were slaves? There has to be another part of this story. Story this can't it can't just be we was Enslaved because I feel like that's what a lot of people were being
2: Fed like we were just slaves Well I mean just look at it Right we got American history and in, in America we are yeah. taught two Histories right American history And mm-hmm. global history correct Global history a large Part of it is focused On European mm-hmm. Colonialism Right
1: the empires that was built you know the Roman Empire you know what I mean Greece that, yeah
2: It's very limited on African culture, anything dark skinned. And if it is, it goes, it only goes all the way back to Egypt. So what it does is it makes it seem like, yeah, the darker skinned cultures were popping at some point way, 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 way back. But then white people came around and fixed everything. Right. Changed the world. Everything sounds crazy. Um, and then history has just been about white people since 1670, whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, no, what was happening in Africa at that time? Do any of us know what was going on in Africa during World War 2
1: No fucking clue. No fucking clue.
2: Anybody know what developments were going on in other parts of the world because shit was happening? The people were still making shit. I'm pretty right.
1: sure there was war going on, too, that we have yet to even know about because nobody ever put it in a book.
2: But was super important. Like, for instance, I was uh, watching a show that goes through like different components of history and it, it was breaking down what was happening in the Middle East um, around the time, like early on, like early 90s or something like that, that
1: I didn't know about because... It wasn't really highlighted in America. Yeah, because early '90s, one of the one of the shits that was being highlighted the most was the fucking LA riots, which was crazy. The right. like LA riots was insane. That was happening for years too. That was when Rodney King got his ass beat by the by the police. Right. The wild shit was going on. So yeah, I mean, I
2: think we need to focus more on this push of diversifying history, especially if you're going. If you want to make an argument for global history, not re- they don't go over many of the Mongolian civilizations. Mm. You like you don't you don't hear much about it. All you hear about is Alexander the Great. There was someone that conquered more
1: than he did. Yeah, you don't hear about fucking Mansa Musa, right? I mean, one of the richest fucking African men to ever walk the face of this fucking country. Right? Why this is world. that
2: not a highlighted aspect of history? Maybe they put him in now. They
1: damn sure they didn't have him in when I was in school. They definitely didn't have shit. I learned about him in a fucking play. I was like, he, I said, he was real? I said, I thought this was a play. They said, no, it was a real guy. I said, oh, I didn't know. thought this was just a play. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> thought we was just acting. He was like, nah, he was actually alive. I was like, oh, okay.
2: So you can't tell me that that ain't by design.
1: Nah, it's definitely not by design.
0: Bitch, I got the time. Time is of the essence. I'm a blessing in Balenciaga. Diamonds are impressive, but their best friends are expensive. Drama hours of affection. No protection. I'm within without it. Why Reezy am I so like? There's a question that don't get responses. Tie them down, inspect them, disconnect them. If that's oh any god what cowards talk excessive pistol rings. I'm tired of contestants. Invest in the winners. Call them. I'm so tireless, but I got plenty of time. No silence, but I got plenty of slimes. No than a alone the slime, Yo. no problem. To kill killer, that's killing time. I didn't give a time, but you know, they still be trying to give me time to the end of time. Since the beginning of time, I put in the time, and that's all the time. That's in time, put it on the line to the finish line. never cross the line stay within the lines. I don't marginalize, I don't sympathize. And if it's on his mind, I help him decide. He's not breathing, though. he's gonna storm inside, and then when she's dry, that's homicide, that's genocide. I'm larger size, they minimized. I'm armed this time, can't miss this time. Got time to day, and you just in time, gee Bro. I heard that, I read the lyrics,
1: I was like, this was one of the first Lil Wayne verses, there's a lot of stuff to really dissect in this verse, number one, he didn't breathe, (laughs) okay, (laughs) he didn't breathe, I don't know how many punches he did, how many takes, it sounded like it went straight through the bitch, number two, this was one of the cleanest Lil Wayne verses I ever heard in my life. I'm like, why did it fucking go so it went so smooth over the beat? Nigga. Who are you? Dwayne Carter, who are you, sir? Happy birthday. Because if you if you're doing that on your birthday, I'm waiting for and 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 we know Carter Six is on the way. Carter Six is on the way.
2: Carter Six might sound stupid.
1: This, if this is what Lil Wayne is letting us know, Lil Wayne is back.
2: He's about to take the take the crown again. If this the type of energy to right. come on Carter 6.
1: <sighs> With the right features, right, the right features is taking this album to the next level.
2: He's taking the crown from you thought it was Kanye, Drake, what, who, whole, nah, whoever. no, nah, no, nah, nah, it's, it's none of them. It'll be Lil Wayne again on his fortieth. And this was a feature.
1: This was a feature. Imagine what he does by himself. Imagine what he does by himself.
2: I'm telling y'all right now. Because
1: Carter Three was a movie. Carter Three was a three, motherfucking movie.
2: Carter Three was different.
1: He let us know I'm here. I'm him, and I was him.
2: And Carter 4 wasn't bad either. It just I, wasn't Carter 3.
1: I, I definitely liked Carter 4, but Carter 3 was different. Carter 3 yeah. was a movie, like I just said.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Carter 4, it just it was so far of a decline from Carter 3 mm-hmm. that a lot of people thought, like, uh, it was... But it's not a bad album.
1: And to me, Carter 5 was doing too much.
2: Carter 5 was just so dated when it came out. Yeah, because
1: yeah, he should have been released it. Yeah,
2: yeah, you could tell that should have been out maybe five years
1: before. Yeah, but Carter Six is right on top. So, uh, Mr. Carter, we're waiting for you. Okay. And yes, that's what and, and the purple uh it's with the purple syrup cup, okay? We're waiting for you. Um I'ma have water in my cup
2: though. Facts. And I'm I'm I am not waiting on uh apparently the C D C or somebody, F D C somebody said that you can send niggas to school with lice.
1: Yeah, I, I saw. I read that, and I was like, Like every time I see shit like, I'd be like, "Where are we? What's going on? Where the fuck do we live?" Because if this is where we live, y'all letting me know it's a joke. And for all of this, I might as well become a comic. I shouldn't do no. I should just be a comedian.
2: It's a woman
3: that wants you.
2: No, not that. It's um, the policy has been updated since two thousand and fifteen. Due to the stigma that may be associated with the infestation, the organization says infestations are neither a health hazard nor sign of poor hygiene, but can result in significant stigma and psychological stress. The October 2022 clinical report headlights states that head lice are manageable and it's cut off, but I guess it's going to go into um, it being allowed in schools. I get the sentiment, but I feel like anything where something can be transferred to another human being um, probably should be treated at home unless there is a reason. Like with chicken pox, there used to be a reason why they would put someone who had chicken pox in the room with everybody else. Because the idea was that if you got chicken pox young, it was good for you. Because if you got it earlier I mean if you got it later in life It could be deadly And it could be very very painful So the idea was to give everybody chicken pox They get the immunity to it And you don't have to worry about it Having niggas be in the same room With a nigga that got (laughs) lice That don't sound like it's helpful It
1: sounds insane (laughs) That. See, just lice jumping from one nigga to the next yeah. nigga. Lice, lice be moving. Y'all got the lice moving. Imagine not knowing, like you know, little kids just be
2: touching and hugging. And imagine not you. knowing little Timmy is running up all in Jessica's hair, and now it's up. Lice
1: is coming home. Timmy didn't got them shits Jessica got lice And now niggas is fucking uh, Laughing Singing songs Somebody scratched their head During the song They holding hands at this point And the lice is just being Treaded from palm to palm Lice is just like Ooh We out of here There's this hand filled woman in this hand Yo Johnny girl Come over here son Yeah yo, like yo We out of here Yo Jill looked like She already infected With some other shit Let's go over there And play <laughs> that Go playing that shit real quick Our hands is mad sticky today And then everybody's sick Yo, I don't know. That's how though. it spreads, right? It's just that shit moves, dog. That shit yeah, don't stay in yeah, one place. No, it they goes. don't
2: just stay in the hair and be That's like, right. nah, we like it over here. So the whole idea with lice, the reason why they were removing kids <laughs> was because them shits be moving. Them shits will be like, oh, all right, time to time to go, y'all. Pack your bags.
1: Like <laughs> whoever's working and whoever's doing these studies and uh publishing these finished articles, y'all niggas gotta really go back and figure out. Are you sure you want to like public? You sure? This might yeah. not be a smart idea.
2: Nah, teachers, let me know when Sarah got fucking
1: lice. Right,
2: right. My son will not be going to school. Right. My daughter will not be going to school.
1: Right, they, yeah, nigga, you got. Uh, um, nah, we're gonna treat this day off as a snow day. You still gonna do the work though? That yeah, you're yeah, to go over.
2: yeah. Give me the yeah. give me the packet. All right, yeah, the packet, Yeah, remember that. The yeah, packet. give yeah. me the <laughs> give <laughs> me the packet, <laughs> and let me know Bro. when she cut all her shit off and. Bro. Guess that shit handled.
1: Yo, schools really gave niggas a lot of drug terminology coming up. <laughs> niggas put do now on the boards. I'm fucking done. Niggas, niggas was giving you packets to packets to take home. Packets to take home. Yeah,
2: you gotta bring that shit back You, gotta, bring up, you gotta make sure you bring that shit. back. You gotta back.
1: bring it back. You gotta make sure. You, where's my reup? Yeah, that's a fact. My teachers was really teaching us how to be drug I'm dealers fucking on the low. done Crazy.
2: Well, Jim Jones won't be teaching us drug dealing at the PTO. <laughs> we fly, no lie, you know that. <laughs> no, we don't, Jim. Sorry, they're not going to let you in. He wanted to go support Fat Joe, and they and, said,
1: I, "I didn't read the real reason. I read what I read, but I don't know why they don't want this man."
2: Supposedly, according to Jim, they sent him a letter back right. saying, "Due to COVID protocols, we're right. not letting too many people in." I don't know if it just might have been a mistake, cause it that does sound crazy.
1: That does sound crazy. It also sounds like they they probably have reached maybe Jim Jones forgot the deadline. It's possible. I could see niggas forgetting. It's BET. I could also see it being like, yo, I'm
2: Jim, so I could just walk up in this bitch and them being like, no, you can't.
1: Right. Actually, when was the last thing you put out? On? It's been yeah. Like five nah, years. we. I mean, if you look,
2: damn. Damn. We could we could go say down a rabbit it, hole. To say it. So say it. We about to go down a rabbit hole. That's it. If you look at who attended the award ceremony this year, there looks like an active concerted effort to go for the young Instagram stars with a sprinkle. You always need the OGs there because that's that stamps the show. That makes the show seem legitimate. If we got Fat Joe there hosting the show. Then it makes it legitimate to the older heads. Right. But if you've seen the red carpet shit, there's a huge gap between Fat Joe and who has been showing up on the red carpet. Yeah, there's a lot. there was a lot of people on the red carpet. I was like, I don't even know these people. A lot of them are more known for their social media presence
1: than they are for, for a hit record. Yeah. Which is true, which, I mean, I feel, listen, once BET, I mean, MTV been was a part of the wave, but once BET realized, yo, we're going to probably, get, we're, we need more influencers now because influencers are doing more damage on their platform than rappers are doing on their platform. So we need so we, we need a good balance, hence why Rennie got that look a few years ago when he hosted the BET red carpet. So, I mean, the the next step for a nigga like that actually is to actually host the BET Awards. Once he does that, he's, he's out of here.
2: So I'm looking right now Glorilla pulled up to the The hip hop awards That makes sense Right that,
1: um, makes, uh, that makes sense Let's see Who else they got on here oh, Was my baby there Was Big Lotto there Dream Dream Doll Dream Doll Dream Doll been looking at it These past few days so. All right. Fat Joe of course Okay Terror Squad
2: uh, Joey Badass pulled up Really okay I used to be so devastated uh, You got Kodak Black Okay I hope he's okay Little Kim. Okay. Put your lighters up. You got Remy Ma and Papoose. Mm, whatever. <laughs> get it Baby Tate and Callie. And those are, they're again, more known for social media than, uh, than they're known for a hit
1: record. Yeah, I'm still trying to get behind the Baby Tate wave.
2: It's Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a little hard for me. I mean, that, me too.
1: I mean that, that fake ass is looking good, though.
2: Uh, French Montana looks like Krusty the Clown. Oh, I don't know what shit. the fuck. Some of these outfits is looking sus. Mm. Um, like niggas just threw some shit on. Damn. Um, it's not
1: going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean,
2: Jim Jones definitely has an argument to be there, but I do feel like BET is making a concerted effort to only have people that. That it makes sense for the show. That are going to make some viral. Like, people are interested in seeing be there, and why are you there?
1: People are definitely interested. Listen, Fat Joe resurged his whole career without even knowing it when he said, yesterday's price is not today's price. Ice
2: Spice is there?
1: I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she's only there for that one song. She's not there for nothing else.
2: It's crazy, though, that Ice Spice was able to go but not Jim Jones.
1: That is crazy. And Jim Jones has has 20 years in fucking jim jones is part of one of the legendary groups in fucking hip-hop history dipset yeah Paul yeah. him so, Jones
2: hopefully maybe there's some missing context because otherwise it don't make sense
1: yeah either that or jim jones ain't telling the truth anytime i hear shit about jim Jones, i'll be like i don't know because even with the love and hip-hop thing with mona Scott, i don't know dog i don't know when he did the interview a while back and he was like yo mona basically took his idea was it was it fully your idea jim was it, were, were, were y'all talking about that? And then the deal just didn't go through. One day you said you woke up and the show wasn't yours. I don't know, man. Sometimes you can't believe everything these niggas are saying. either. Yeah,
2: I need more context behind that, too.
1: I, I've always said that, though. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's weird shit with that, because to this day, he don't fuck with Mona. But he'd be like, Yo, I wish you the best. Like, uh, were you doing some shady shit? And she realized she had to get out of your situation to make her own situation? I, I don't know.
2: There's always two sides to the story Always And so like Jim's side is that He came up with Loving hip right. hop The thing. whole concept
1: and all that Which is a fire
2: concept Right Because it works <laughs> But I don't necessarily Feel like This is where it gets tricky for me mm-hmm. I don't know if Jim Jones if okay, Let's say he did come up with it Right Would it be the messy gossipy show that it is? Was that his intent? Right Or was his intent more so along the lines of let's show off hood niggas and they bad chicks and the lifestyle that we live with them? That would have been, I feel like Jim's version of that show would have been totally different than what we got. Probably would be less successful too. Right. It would have been like, you know, maybe three seasons. But what Mona came up with, I just don't see that coming from. A hood nigga, uh, right? That that's why I don't see that right. that concept coming from a hood nigga. Like, yo, you know what? Mad drama. Let's throw shit at each other. Let's do arguments. Let's fight. Right.
1: Like let's this have, gonna make right. yeah, this is gonna make us look lit. Right. Let's have like one or two running storylines, not too crazy, and then let's continue to make this a thing, though. Like, I right, one season, and then we gonna see, and then we are gonna all right, two season, because. Love and Hip Hop. I don't even know what season they're on now, but Love and Hip Hop. They have Love and Hip Hop New York. They have Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. They have so many Love and Hip Hops. It's Fucking ridiculous. So and I, man, other shows because of Love and Hip Hop was created because of Love and Hip Hop.
2: Right. So I, again, I'm not saying that he's lying. I just feel like there's some
1: missing context. Yeah, it's, it's some truth that's not being said. Yeah. But it's a, it's gonna come out soon. It, it always does.
3: Let me ask you a question how many of you would trade places with a black person in this society raise your hand i don't know the answer to that well
2: of course you don't um
1: (laughs) i've never heard a question like that in my life
2: this is this was actually an experiment that um
1: what show was that
2: i don't know what show that was um
1: and that black lady looked mad familiar though. I'm like, who is she an actor? That's
2: definitely a show. But this was something that was done. Um, damn, I can't remember the damn woman's name, but uh she did the the brown eye, blue eye. Experiment. Oh, you're
1: talking about uh what's this lady's name? Uh something something James? No, not James. No, um I know who you're talking about, yeah. Oh I'm I'm gonna look her up. She's um. notorious for doing shit like that. Cause she was she's was a teacher doing it. It's that Elliot um yeah elliot jones no it is jane elliot jane yeah there we go i knew it was a j somewhere in there <laughs> yeah jane
2: elliot um, had did this very same thing where she had a bunch of college students white college students um sit down and she said raise your hand right now if any of you would trade places with um your black counterparts and all of the white kids sat there and was just like Nah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hope. Yeah, so like. Nah, I hope. So, this same thing. I mean, there's one woman that. Was, like, trying to challenge her and be like, well, I've always wanted dark-skinned babies.
1: Right, yo, when I was like, yeah, that sounded so ignorant. Yeah, that it was just bad. Weird. It was bad. I, she should have never said that. She should have just, I, was like, I
2: so get cool. it. You trying to make it seem like you not racist, but, but you sound crazy. You sound crazy, though. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. yeah. Like you fetishing dark skin." It,
1: right, that's what it sounded like. I was like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck?
2: But um, that's the reality. I mean, anytime anybody ever brings up, like, there's no racism or racism doesn't exist. Just or, play that clip. Or black people, you know, got it better than how they they put a across. I always, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, would you trade places? And well, if, would you be me for a day? Yeah, would you want to? Because you might not make it. And I already know the same blank stares that she got is nine times out of ten. And even if someone did say, yeah, I would. What's the why? What do you think would be better about your life? same life different skin what would be better if you were me and I don't think many of many people can answer that question so um yeah racism is still here we we all know it that's it um you wanted to talk about uh jasmine's blue? oh a uh, Jasmine's blues
1: yo so first of all Tyler Perry you definitely outdid yourself so one of the main reasons why I watched it this past weekend is because um. This. Um. She. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, she's definitely an influencer, but I don't really know what she does outside of modeling. But this. Um. Person that I follow on both. Uh. Facebook and Instagram. She is from Guyana, and she's a model. Everybody loves her shit, and she posted a Jasmine Blues, a Jasmine, a Jasmine's Blues by Tyler Perry. Had her in tears, and I was like, Let me see what the hype is about. Dead ass, like. I don't know how many scenes is in the movie. The movie is like two hours and 10 minutes long. It's a long movie. I would say 15 of them scenes just had a nigga in his The whole fucking movie. Mm. I'm like, nah, this is a rough movie to watch. This was the first movie that I've seen. I could be wrong. I'm a movie hoe. That Tyler Perry has done where he touched on slavery a little bit. And when I say slavery, oh, like, there is a scene in a movie where somebody gets lynched. Mm. I've never seen him do that in no movie he's done And Tyler Perry has done movies out the ass Number two This is one of the first movies That I've seen Tyler Perry did That kind of brought Kind of brought me back To um, when he did When he was doing shit like Diary of a Mad Black Woman Like it's really touching on the uh, A black man's And a, a black woman's Experience in dating each other and how hard those conversations can be when your parents don't want y'all to date. So what do you do to fight for this love that you that you really want? But you got to be cautious about it. But you got to be sneaky about it. So one of the questions that it drove me to was, how far are you willing to fight for your love, XAB? How, how far are you willing to go? Because this movie definitely tested that. It did, I'm talking years You just away from this person that you really want to be with Years, mm-hmm. years It was tested
2: I mean I think that's often Like the questions That go into you building The foundation of what you're willing to Date mm-hmm. and what you're willing To put up with, granted mm-hmm. you can't Always know what Yeah you don't uh, know until you're really in that bitch right. You don't know what can happen in your relationship That will test it to the ultimate Levels right Like you might be with your partner and God forbid something might happen. They might lose an arm. Are you willing, able, and loving in in terms of like you're in love with that person enough that that doesn't sway whatever it is that you've built with that individual? Is that enough to break that bond? Is it not? Um, but... Yeah, that sounds really, really interesting. I definitely... I definitely
1: recommend watching that movie, but... What channel? Uh, On Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, and I definitely... Reco- yeah, so... And interesting, interestingly enough, too, this was the first project I saw where it said, Netflix and Tyler Perry Presents. I was like, I definitely see future deals in the making because one thing I will say is that if you are not somebody that can appreciate um because so this movie has a lot of different elements to it this movie has a lot of singing a lot of dancing and a lot of laughing but there's also pain intertwined in this because Tyler Perry likes to take niggas on an emotional roller coaster every fucking movie this nigga does whether it's a Madea movie whether it's a movie that he got Taraji P Henson playing the main character because you know he loves him some Taraji P she's she has, what, four movies that she's actually the lead character in, in the shit? So he love her, but then he has movies where it's like one-off. So I think this is going to be a one-off because um, I don't want to see no shit like this again. But this movie is going to make you think about your family dynamics. It also made me think about the relationship that if you have brothers and sisters, it made me think about them. Like, I wonder if this is how some of my older siblings feel
2: because mm. this move,
1: this movie basically showcased the dynamic between an older brother and a younger brother and the older brother hating on a younger brother. And the younger brother's just like, nigga, I, I didn't even, I didn't even want this shit. Mm. This shit only happened because of some shit you ain't fucking do. Now they, now they want me to do it. And it turns out I do it better than you. And it's not that I want to do it. Nigga, that's just how it is for me. So then that hate, he shows that jealousy. It reminded me of new Jack city. Where those two brothers, right? Was on the roof talking, and the question goes, am I my brother's keeper? And, you know, that 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 was also a, a reoccurring theme in this movie because even when the older brother is shitting on the younger brother, the, the younger brother still got your back, no matter how much you want this nigga to fail. Another question I had is, is this something that we should be or be on the lookout in terms of Tyler Perry's catalog? Are we are we looking for more movies like this? Are we looking for more tearjerkers? Because I think he's definitely moving away. I mean, I I think he said it too. He's moving away from the Madea shit. He had a he had a nice run with Medea, and even though as much as we know his brand, his whole brand was built on Medea. Like let's right. let's not even act like it wasn't. His whole brand. Was it, it? It's it's deeper than dressing up as a woman because I think that's what people are just gonna say. That's surface level. Tyler Perry's Medea was literally what Big Mama could never be, and Big Mama was really a comedy. Medea's movie was trying to teach you about family. Real shit. Now, a lot of Tyler Perry's movies is is teaching you about family. He didn't have the greatest, you know, upbringing and stories. You know, again, this is a man who was fucking homeless, sleeping in his car. And Medea was his ticket out. And it went from being plays, and it went from being on the fucking big screen. His first premiere movie, his first uh, breakout movie that he partnered with Lionsgate was A Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It wasn't until that movie kind of sparked what it did then he started to roll out Medea again, and you know reinvented Medea. And now you know Tyler Perry is literally one of the biggest producers, writers, and filmmakers in this planet, legit. When you when you see that fucking uh, TPS Tyler Perry Studios, you don't see Lionsgate anymore. It's it's Tyler Perry Studios, and that's it. That's he, it. He worked for that, so I don't give a fuck what y'all say about Tyler Perry. Give that fucking man his flowers and his He puts a lot of black people on. For real. He gives us names. He gives us um different uh, uh concepts uh to th- start thinking about how we should be interacting with one another. And he gives us a different spin on the stories that we've been so accustomed to seeing from other black filmmakers and producers. He gives us a different spin. So we got to give that man his credit. So I appreciate you. Uh, Jasmine's Blues has de- definitely opened my eyes. A lot and even some of the inner work that I got to do.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely going to take a look at that. Um, Let's see. What else do we got on the docket? I didn't put it on here. Okay. But there's two things that I didn't put on here that I guess we could talk about before we get into politics as well. Okay. Um, They did make the news. I don't know how much they were worth. Talking about because there's limited Information about it Um, And I don't I typically Don't like to discuss things If we haven't had like a full Picture to be Able to Truly Dissect and see You know where it stands in terms of the culture Because we are predictors of culture but The first thing is the Joe Budden clip that came out um, According to he dropped an episode recently. Um, and in the episode he joked about stealthing. So essentially, in the episode, he mentions that he has in the past faked um putting on a condom. And
1: <laughs> wow.
2: And so oh my god. I'ma
1: just play the clip because. It's just, it's getting too weird out. Yeah, it's getting too weird out here, dog. I have no idea knowing, Joe. You do though. even I done
4: walked in the corner and faked like I was putting a condom on before. <laughs> <laughs> that should be working.
0: What? <laughs> no. what? Uh, they're none the wiser.
1: What do you mean? What? Oh, yes, you, I did that. You, you faked the put-up? one thousand percent. That was that was my that was my poor. I'm asking. That was my poor no. execution of my of my plan after I mastered it, which was to just bust through the lambskin. Let <laughs> me go find. I don't the, know if I ever use a lambskin. Let me go find the thinnest condom <laughs> in the <laughs> world. You, you, you mastered doing that? <laughs> huh? <laughs> bust through it? Yeah. You planned to yeah, bust yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, I'm not having that. Wait, hold <laughs> <hang> on. <laughs> yo, what? Oh, man. This guy. Yo, you're a sicko, for real, yo. No, I used to be. Oh, nah, okay. Please don't. One time, please, One time for growth. Please don't misrepresent me. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that that just sounds. That just sounds bad. Yeah, that that just sounds bad.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I at first I was like, let me not, because again, that obviously, at least it, it seems like to me, in and at the ending piece, if you know the Joe Budden podcast, you know that they tend to have these on-the-line conversations, but Joe tends to take them, and as it looked like he was doing, he said, that was me, that's not me now. Don't get the the sicko version of me confused with who I am now. Um, So he tends to take those type of conversations that sound wild and crazy and turn them into teachable moments. And why I'm like, I don't feel like I have enough context or I didn't have enough context for us to speak on it was that's what podcasting has been for the last um, X amount of years. Not so much that particular conversation. Do not get me not get me fucked up. Um, But podcasting has been. Having these conversations that most people are not having. But we know are happening. Right? Oh, yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah.
2: Like, and not just from the men, from the women. Horrible decisions. Yo, is built on the most outlandish conversations, taboo conversations that people were afraid to have. They're having it, and they're having it now. They're not always politically correct. No. There have been episodes of of horrible decisions, cocktails, a bunch of them. Call me daddy. A bunch of shows. Where they'll say some controversial shit But then there might be a moment of growth Where they'll say You know that was a a, a X, Y, and Z moment And we transitioned And I don't believe that anymore But back then I used to think sucking dick Would have kept my man Or whatever like What we would look at And say low frequency conversations And then they build upon it And turn it into something Where there might be a young woman Out there Who might have thought Well if I suck my man's dick It'll keep him. But now listening to the podcast and realizing that X, Y, and Z went through that. And this is what came from it. They now say to themselves, Oh, maybe this isn't what I should be doing. I do feel like even though it never got to that from that clip and they took the episode down, I feel like nine times out of 10 with Joe, he tends to do that, turn it into a teachable moment. So there might be some niggas out there right now who think that stealthing is something that's acceptable, but when they listened to that they laughed and joked with with Joe and the, the group cuz obviously it was brought up in a jovial way but then might have been able to been led to why that shit is not acceptable and why that's not cool and why that is not something that we need to even potentially joke about maybe that would have that was the route that fucked him up is he said it in a joking manner but I'm a, I'm going to get to that aspect of it, too, because I just wanted to highlight that in terms of podcasting. Let's not get too crazy with this, because your favorite podcasters have all said some wild shit. Yeah.
1: I it, mean, it may not have been that. You guys are listening to the world's most dangerous podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. So, it may not have been that. I no, I said some shit. Right.
2: Like in that, that's totally fine that it's not that. But. I've definitely heard conversations about pegging where the conversation around do I tell my man beforehand or do I just peg him and see if he likes it. Do I introduce like even on those little question shits that have been popping up on Instagram lately. My man da 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 he's never tried butt play but I think he going to like it. Do I just slide my, my my thumb in there or do I tell him beforehand? I feel like if I tell him, he's not gonna let me do it. But if I slide it in there, I think he's gonna like it.
1: I mean, I told you that's that that's kind of what happened to me. The the first time I let I let an older woman. I was fucking her. I was twenty one, she was thirty-seven, and I was fucking her, and she was wearing missionary, I'm on top. And she slotted her finger in my butt. I'm like, what the fuck you doing? Just like that. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, no, I was like, no, what the fuck are you doing? Right. She's like, it's okay. That's how that shit happened. That was the first time. That was the first time that I ever even thought about my ass being played with in that way. And two, that was the first time I got serious in sex. I was mad serious Right. she was doing that. Right. Like, I was like, I was about to stop. Because that's not consent. I, I was like, yo. Yeah. I was like, yo, what are you doing? She's like, it's okay. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Right, I was looking at her dead on her face, I could have choked out. <laughs> I was, I was on top of her, and then I just let her do it. And I can't even, I can't even really distinctly say, right in that moment, I liked it. But that was the first time I got turned out. Cause after a while, after a while, not with her, like after a while with other people, I started to explore different things in the sex realm. And that's kind of just how she. She was the first person I also <laughs> fucked in the ass too. All these I never did before, and I again I was twenty one. She was thirty seven. She was way more experienced than I was.
2: Right, and a lot of times she
1: was low key the aggressor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times these conversations are had on these podcasts, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you ain't gonna hear these shits no else. For Fuck no these shits at.
2: but but right, like the there right there is a growing teachable moment. Yeah, one just sticking your finger in a nigga ass is not consent.
1: Right, like right that shit's wild.
2: And then two. There could be a conversation, we've had it before, but about the age difference. There could be a conversation about um having sexual experiences for the first time. Like through these conversations that maybe me and you in in ten years ago, me and you would have had that off off my facts.
1: Cause I would I probably would have not been as comfortable as I am now too. You probably would never even thought to ask me that shit on on a mic i've been on some side shit
2: but now you might have a young man or young woman right or older woman right
1: or an older man
2: who might have been thinking some shit like yo maybe if i just do and now you hear that and you say oh shit I, I, that I, yeah. I ain't know that was fucked up right now, i gotta
1: rethink about that. right now you like damn like i, I should have been i should have been more considerate with what the fuck i was trying to do for my self-gratification my self-pleasure i need to make sure is this person okay Because you telling me, baby, it's okay, doesn't mean it's okay. Right. You telling me, baby, calm down, doesn't mean I should calm down. Right. Like, you should probably, uh, that should have probably been a conversation before. The only conversation we had was, have you played with toys? I didn't really play with toys like that. I like that. Like, I played with toys, but not like that. And then... This person, again, was a person that was in the sex world So she was selling the lube She was selling the dildos She was a part of that world I was doing erotic poetry coming into that world Going to erotic events, seeing these things It wasn't like I was going to erotic events And I'm telling girls, stick, stick it in my ass Right, I wasn't yeah. doing or saying any of that Yeah, at, at, at a show now Yeah, you might hear some shit like that but
2: No, but she took the liberty of yeah. saying Oh, you're gonna like this
1: Yeah, yeah, that was wild So, And big, that's
2: not consent
1: Nah yeah, so thinking about it now, I, I, I now know what happened to me. Are we still cool? Yeah. Does she listen to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. I, and I, I, I don't know, know you. You not on no funny shit, right. but
2: sometimes uncomfortable things happen during sex.
1: Oh yeah. Hell yeah.
2: And and oh yeah. That's not necessarily always, you know, we always paint it in like the most Negative, craziest right. narratives ever. And it, it, sometimes it is that But it doesn't always have to be that Right Sometimes you take a liberty during sex That you shouldn't have taken Because you're caught up in the moment Whatever the case is But the 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 fact of the matter is There always needs to be communication During sex and after sex Right What did you like? What didn't you like? I know sometimes I'll ask partners You know about the sexual experience And they'll be like you know why are you so like concerned or, or you asking questions? Cause I want to make sure everything was good. I want to make sure that a month from now, you don't come to me and tell me, I took advantage of you. Yo,
1: I ain't really like that. You did this. Right. And I, I want to say nothing cause I was scared.
2: Right. Or, or, you know, this happened and I kept it to myself, but dah, 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 dah. no, I want to be able to say, I gave you the space to let me know so that if we end up having sex again, or, if we're in a certain scenario, that again, there's no surprises. There's no well, I don't really like that shit and you keep doing it. Or yeah. I feel like exactly like you said, I feel like you're doing some shit and you're taking advantage. I don't like uncomfortable shit I've like had,
1: that. I've had partners in the past like years ago, long after we long after we had sex. And I was like, yo, when is the next time we're gonna have sex? And then uh then a a past partner would tell me, No time soon, cause you don't fucking listen. I was like, What? It was like you was fucking me, but you wasn't fucking with me. I had one I had one, one partner tell me that. I, and, I, and I distinctly remember what she was talking about. That particular time when we was fucking, which was at her house this time, and not my house, and I was fucking her. And I was fucking her the way I wanted to fuck her. I wasn't fucking her the way she told me to fuck her. Mm. And that's what she was talking about. And she's right. That particular moment, I wasn't listening. She was like, I just still let you fuck me because I really wanted your dick. But she was like, but yo, you didn't listen to me. She like, so next time we fuck, you got to listen to me or we not fucking. And I was like, damn. This is when I was like 22, 23. And sometimes it,
2: it be those experiences, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> I remember that. There are they're people who want certain types of controls. yeah, Dominance, submission. They don't get off unless they're the more dominant person, right? And if they don't feel like their dominance is being respected, then they... They're they looking at you like, nah, I don't like the way that that went down. And that's okay. That's a conversation to be had. But uh, like you said, without that communication, someone can explain certain stories in a way where it's like, nah, I'll never fuck that nigga again. Why what happened? Nah, because, you know what I mean? Yo, he wasn't listening the, the whole time. Well, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. Because yeah. if you leave it at that, yeah, it anybody can- Interpret that on some wild shit. Like, oh, worse. So he, he, he raped you? Or he- it was like he was like like really controlling you like 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 you said no and he didn't listen right. It could just go. It could somebody. go into a whole and it's
2: like well no, I wanted to be f- fucked a certain type of way, <clears throat> and he wasn't listening to the demands that I was asking right. for him from a, in the bedroom. And again, that's a conversation. Yeah, I'm not saying that she's wrong for that. Yeah, but that's a conversation. So Perhaps. I always feel like that needs to, to be had. Now beyond that conversation of like, open and maybe on the edge or maybe open verbiage um, around certain things. Right, sexual preferences in the bedroom, yeah. That's one side of what happened here. Yeah, yeah let's, yeah. let's flip to the other side, which is... Stealthing is not okay. If If you had any type of misunderstanding, thought that it was cool, if Joe unfortunately is is not able or willing to get you to that point in the conversation whether he stayed on that joke or not I don't know I didn't get to hear the the episode I'm gonna tell y'all niggas now stealthing is not okay as men we oftentimes trivialize or don't understand how much what we may consider to be a simple or silly Situation but how impactful It can be to The women that we are Dealing with or the women in our lives So let me paint the picture for everybody Imagine Your girl Imagine Your cousin Imagine your sister Or imagine Your daughter Is telling you about a sexual experience That she had with a young man she told the young man to use a condom. He pretended to use a condom or he took his condom off.
1: Niggas pretending to use it. It sounds crazy.
2: They had sex with her under the impression that it was protected. Sex is done. Three weeks later, she finds out she has chlamydia. Three weeks later, She finds out she has herpes. Three weeks later, she finds out she's pregnant. Is this still a joke? Is this still funny? For many of us, right, as men, we don't get to think from those lenses because... It's not happening to us. It doesn't happen to us. There are very rarely women who are going to insist on using a female condom over a condom, right? right? Cause that process is a lot more complicated than a nigga just slipping a jimmy on. Right.
1: right,
2: right. So a lot of women are not gonna insist on yo. Let's use this female condom. And then in the middle of of you having sex with her, she pulls out the condom. You with your without you knowing, and you're gonna know most of the time as a man if a woman pulls out a female condom. Shit's is not small. Just kind of big. So, (laughs) shit's is huge. (laughs) fucking like a tarp <laughs> like a rain a rain tarp your dick will be slipping the slide so place, like I promise you if you, you're you gonna feel it automatically that okay. there's a difference there it's not always the same
1: with a with a male condom nope cause and I blame I, I blame the companies I blame the companies like Trojan I blame the company called Skin cause they'll make these shit so fucking thin a girl won't even know if you got it on or not even if she saw you put it on right she ain't going to know if you keep stroking. Because sometimes, yo, them shits will literally make you feel like you ain't got no condom on. Dead ass.
2: And sometimes
1: them shits will bust and you not going to know you ain't got a condom on. Especially if you feel like you about to come and you just keep applying pressure to the fucking walls. Nigga, by the time it popped, nigga, you done came already. It's over.
2: Yeah. That yeah. shit,
1: un- that shit, that shit popping before you come. Yeah. And now she pregnant for real.
2: And that's a different conversation but now you intentionally oh yeah as a man Stealthy, we don't we don't straight. think about it right the closest thing i think most men deal with is a woman taking the condom off in the middle of sex and then still jumping on 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 your dick.
1: i've had I've and that's had, definitely happened to I've me i've had one or three of the, i probably had like photos and the, the i want to really feel you and I, they take the shit yo, off oh the, the 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 first time that happened and you know who I'm talking about. I really thought to myself. And I never forget it too. Like I was, I, I, she took it off. And I'm kissing her slow. It was like one of those like slow kisses. And I'm looking at her like, what are you doing? And she's not saying nothing. She just keeps kissing me and we're, we're laying down now. Everything going to am like, what are you doing? She gets on top and then she whispers, don't worry. I got my patch on coming me. I'm like, you the devil. No. (laughs) You the devil.
2: (laughs) Facts. But I've I've had moments where, girl, I don't know, like she had the John Wick with it, like able to pull it off and jump on before you could even react. Let me hit her right now and see how she (laughs) done. Pull the condom off get on and get on before you could even be like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to do this without the condom type shit. And that's happened, too. So it's like that's the closest thing I think a man can can do. But even in those moments, right, typically you can push the girl off because you didn't see that she took the condom off. And if you really not about it, not with it,
1: you can stop the whole scenario. I mean, one one time that happened to me, though. I definitely looked at her because I was like. First of all, I honestly didn't know she took the condom off. But prior to that. She told me she was on the last day of her period. But even then I was like, why would you take it off? Right. Right. So I looked at her crazy and I was like, yo, I don't even know you, son. What are you doing? We not we, I looked at her crazy. We not doing that. Like, I don't I mean, we ain't fuck after that. And I was like, you wildin'. I definitely got tested. Oh, like, this chick is crazy.
2: But exactly. So these are the these are the things that I think men trivialize when it comes to this stealthing conversation. Um, there were a lot of, of men that we're making it seem like it
1: wasn't a big deal. No, stealthing is a big deal. Stealthing is a big deal on both both parties. Like, if a woman does it, crazy. If a man does it, you definitely crazy. Yeah, you definitely just swallowing. Just imagine that. Imagine giving somebody your STD
2: all because you wanted to take your condom off and, and fuck her without her knowing. It's one thing if she consents to the idea of, like, I mean, if you even know, because sometimes these niggas is out here fucking they're not getting tested or whatever the case is. A lot of these niggas ain't fucking. But it's one thing to consent into to being like, all right, we going raw. And then whatever comes
1: with it, comes with it. Some niggas is about it. Some niggas ain't about it.
2: But to, to fake like you protecting Sounds and then. crazy. And then you go and, and you have sex with somebody and they end up pregnant or having an STD or Anything in between. That is that is
1: wild. A nigga acts in the background like, well, you did it. He's like, of course, fuck, yeah. I mean, look, saying it as if y'all niggas ain't do that. Probably, probably not, nigga. Probably
2: not. But knowing Joe, because I do listen to the podcast, knowing Joe, that was then gonna lead into like he was saying, that was a sicko version of my way son. of thinking about sex back in the day. Right. And I don't know. Again, the, the episode was taken down. People applied enough pressure where they were like, nah, it's just... I don't even want to hear any more from it.
1: Oh, so that episode was taken down. It was
2: taken down. It was put out yesterday.
1: Oh, damn. That and was
2: fast. Yeah, it was taken down immediately. That mean
1: they listened to the whole thing, or maybe they dealt with just enough for that clip. They were like, nah. We-. Twitter...
2: So, apparently, the conversation started on Twitter. Twitter is a wild place. And a lot of people were like, yo, Joe just admitted to a, a sex, to sexual assault. And... Oh, man, man. I guess they were like, yo, this ain't worth keeping up. So we're going to we're going to pull this down. Now, the last thing I want to say about this um we have to do better too as people. The blogs and I'm not putting blame or onus on anybody. Don't don't again, don't miskin screw. But the blogs have a list of people that at any given moment, they know that if they take any piece of content from this person, and put it out of context, they're going to get engagement from Joe Budden is one of the people that's on that list, right? Like the conversations that they typically have on the Joe Budden podcast, as I've mentioned before, have landing spots that are educational, um, or allow people to think in a way that is beyond the initial conversation. But as you can see, The different blogs are actively cutting off the conversation at a very particular point each and every time. And that is because I think, as I've mentioned before, I think that conversation went into something else. um, That might have been very important in terms of making that a full circle moment. But that is because they know people don't, you know, people rather do the hate train on Joe. It's the same thing with the baby, right? And it was getting like that with Meg. Meg.
1: It definitely was getting like that with Megan Thee Stallion.
2: They were just taking Tory Lanez. That's another one. Whether, you know, he did the shit or not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there is a list of people that they know. Akbar, there's a list of people that if I can just, I drop their name and it, it could be a piece of information about what they did in a particular way.
1: Amigos, come on now.
2: Yeah, it's going to go up
1: these niggas yeah they definitely yeah we're gonna get engagement yeah i agree it's it's, it's definitely they definitely a list and the list is probably being circulated all, and we we have blogs probably got we list. have to stop falling for that yeah. as as a people yeah because we we fall it we soak it up saying he just admitted to sexual assault is kind of wild i don't know but yeah yeah this isn't bail for joe
2: budden but i i think that we need to do better in understanding like okay the blogs are trying to get reactions out of people. Yeah. Still doesn't excuse that, you know, clip of audio. But I like that forces me to be in a place where I'm like, Yo, I don't really know what was where that conversation was going. What was already what was posted? Disgusting. But I know the content and the, the creators that typically are on that show. And I know where those conversations normally go. So now that puts me in a place where I'm like, is it the blogs purposely cutting this? Because they've done that to Joe before. This is not me just coming up with, you know, again, like caping for him or not. They've done that before where a particular incident has happened and they've only procured and put out the components of whatever is going to feed said narrative about Joe Buddy. And if you don't know what the narrative is, is he is an abuser um he doesn't like women quote unquote right um and like he is just a nasty person on any given day I don't know about the abusive shit I'm not going to put that on him but right. there is stuff out there that can support those narratives right right so any given day you could associate those things to him um but also As someone who does listen to that podcast, again, there are a lot of great conversations, moments of growth. And Joe does a lot to support the groups and communities that the blogs often say he is against. So that is all I'll say on that. Um, And the other thing was Antonio Brown. I don't know if you've seen what's been happening with him.
1: Yeah, I I saw the clip. Um, I know he he has another clip out today as well, but yeah, I saw the initial clip. He was in the pool um, with um, a Caucasian woman, and he was like getting up or appearing to get up in the pool, and then it's like he flashed his ass, and then somebody also said he flashed his dick. I didn't see his dick, but said he flashed his ass in the face, and then he picked her up and then he threw it back in the pool. To me, it looked like they was playing. That's what it looked like to me, oh, okay. which made right. me so feel like I don't okay. know right. if but I have it. enough context right. now. I mean, me neither. I don't. I don't know. It looked like they were playing. Because she was smiling. He was smiling. According
2: to him, she took his um, swimming trunks off. She
1: probably she probably did, but we don't know. But she probably did. And if she did, nigga, he was like, I'm right, going throw your ass back in there.
2: Yeah. So, like, originally, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is really wild. I was like, she yo, needs help. I
1: was like, same shot. I said, this nigga need. I said, what is this nigga doing now? Fuck.
2: But then I saw the video, and I'm like, these niggas look like they're, Playing with each other It
1: looked like they were Having fun I didn't even know The whole She you know Allegedly t- I didn't even know that I just thought Oh this nigga Was in the pool But that nigga This nigga be doing Walking shit sometimes This nigga is A little off But it looked like They was playing That's what looked like To me
2: And then he put out A post and was like Y'all clearly didn't See the part where She took my Swimming trunks off oh, Of course And da 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 So now That's why I was like This is another incident Where I don't feel like We have enough context To go deep in it um which is why i was originally going to avoid it but since it is you know such a hot topic
1: right um i also feel like when shit like that happens if the person that's being killed if the other party involved the woman is not coming out saying anything the person that's getting killed shouldn't say shit either yeah and it may there, there
2: may also be a responsibility on the person that was involved so,
1: right to say, hey, nah, we wasn't taking advantage of me, right? Right, he, he he didn't do anything inappropriate. I mean, I was the first one that actually did the most inappropriate. I took his thing off. In the right, if that's the case, that's I the don't case. know. Right, we don't know, but if that, but yeah, you're right. There has to be some type of accountability. Like, help us help him. Before right, he gets right because he's getting killed, and this
2: could potentially affect deals. This could affect his ability to do certain things. Music shit, because he's doing that now. So right. All type of shit. So there might be a little bit of a responsibility. And you white. Right. Right. You white. You might have a responsibility to say, hey, no, we were joking around. Uh, this is my pool, or this is a pool that this is acceptable, da-da-da-da.
1: Right. I invited him, actually. Like, we're actually, this is a play date for us. But
2: for me, like, I don't know. Is this a public pool? Because if it's a public pool... Regardless of anything, right. all that shit yeah, is is out the window. Is, yeah. is wild.
1: Especially taking the shit, that's wild.
2: <laughs> is is this something that like is this a woman that he met there or is this a woman that he knows? Right. Like all the shit, I don't know. So they,
1: they, they, I do. I feel like they said it was in a different country. It definitely was not in America. It was a different country. I forgot what country they said. Listen, more of the story is that's rich people problems. I ain't got yeah. shit to do with that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and 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 before we kill people, we need more context. That, that's my thing. Well, we let these blogs, a lot of times these blogs create narratives for you. And right. that's dangerous as well. You guys got to start thinking and, and waiting for evidence instead of just jumping on the nearest uh, hate train on everybody. Again, if he did just wild out and the lady is saying it too, then clearly what I'm saying is null and void. But based off of what has been put out so far, it seems like. This might be, as this thing said, a rich person scenario. They was having fun. How our rich people have fun?
1: I want to have fun like that too.
2: And maybe we we need to all just shut the fuck up. Dude, you shut the fuck up forever. Okay. Politics. Oh man. So we're gonna have a, a new drop for this, um, and it's gonna be based off of this clip right here. Um, but this how we gonna we gonna intro this <laughs> so shit. This,
0: so
1: this fucking shit was insane. <laughs>
4: it's our new politics clip I mean, that's coming in Louisiana woke leaders blame the police mm. i blame the criminals <laughs> a mom should not have to look over her shoulder when what she's should she do gas. i voted against the early release of violent criminals okay I opposed defunding the. Police. and i opposed look if you hate cops just because they're cops damn the next time you get in trouble what should you call do a crackhead <laughs> i'm john kennedy
1: yo that
4: you got me have to play that again that shit <laughs> call
1: a crackhead top tier <laughs> one of the best campaign political uh exploits of all fucking time if this is the angle that you're trying to win yo you probably won because this shit hilarious nah, this
2: nigga better not win Bro, oh this shit call Ooh. a crackhead yo that's in. This, this is politics
1: that's the line that your team said
2: yes to Cause ain't no fucking way ladies and gentlemen we are no longer in the entertainment
1: part of the podcast no. this was politics this was pure he's really running for position in office
4: let's run it back <laughs> crime is surging in louisiana surging woke leaders blame the police woke, woke leaders i blame the crime who the fuck are woke leaders a mom like? should what? not have to look you know, over her shoulder is that? when she's that pumping name. gas I voted against the early release of violent he he criminals and I opposed fucking, uh, if defunding the name. police. <laughs> Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, mm-hmm. the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. <laughs> why is that the landing point?
1: Yo, why is that the last line, dog? <laughs> and the way he said it, he didn't say crackhead. He said, call a crackhead. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> never hear a head at the end. Call a crackhead.
2: Call a crackhead.
1: What? Bro. That's where we at? What the fuck?
2: <laughs> um, We're not even going to talk about that. Yo, Louisiana, hold it down. Because if this nigga get back in office, it's over. It's up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's up, and it's stuck.
1: Yeah, it's up. Black people going to have to start traveling to other black people and be like, yo, what are y'all doing, son? Louisiana going to turn into LA right? The real LA rides,
2: For real. New York got a snitching campaign that they trying to trying to push.
1: I, I wish a nigga would. I wish a nigga would. I can't would. wait till it starts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a say that my car was uh blocking the bike lane. Okay. So, Ooh.
2: apparently now I guess in, in an attempt to fight uh, I, uh, double parking? Uh yeah, double
1: parking is basically what they're coming after. Yeah,
2: blocking quote unquote the 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 bike lane. That, that
1: was probably the whole ploy. Let's put the bike lane there so we could actually get the niggas that's double parking.
2: Now, the problem I have with this is the, the bikers follow no fucking rules in New York City. They do whatever the fuck they want and put everybody's life in danger. When they decide they want to speed up and get in front of you, they get in front of you. When the light turn green and they want to go, I mean, turn red and they want to keep going, they keep going. When the fucking bike niggas decide they want to ride in the opposite way of the of the the way of traffic they decide they do that like but we supposed to care about a fucking bike lane not to say that i don't care about the bike lane because i ride in the bike lane like as a bicycle bicyclist but what i'm saying is y'all really trying to incentivize niggas and you know you know there's gonna be a cornball nigga out here that do it for a ticket that's 175 dollars and you get 20 percent of the ticket so if i take a picture of some nigga illegally parked I'm going to get 20% of whatever they're fine. That's some shit. New York y'all y'all on, yo y'all about to start fights.
1: Yeah. Cuz oh, now if
2: I see a nigga trying to take a picture I of my see, car,
1: I see mad fights getting cuz the first thing I'm saying, are you sure you want your phone? Cause I'm about to break your shit. That's a fact. I'm definitely about to. You're not about to post me on no fucking site. Hey, yo, what are you doing? I had to go
2: in there to get a to to get something real quick.
1: And I could see a lot of Karens getting ready. Yo, Karens,
2: yeah, you're in a bike. You already know there's gonna be a bicyclist and they're gonna get upset.
1: What is this doing here? They're gonna dead take a photo and they're gonna take a photo even when that bicyclist goes around your car. They're gonna take a photo of your car in it while they them nigga. If you don't get the fuck away from my vehicle, yeah. Yeah, I see that This is gonna, gonna be, cause yeah, some problems. It's gonna be bad. Once I saw it, I said, "Oh, this is," and and they talking about they gonna give niggas twenty percent off each ticket. Yeah, I. Right. Yeah, uh, y'all niggas is bugging. Yeah, bugging the fuck out. <laughs> New York City is gonna have a field day with those niggas. Um, I guess
2: attached to the crackhead, the midterms are coming up. Um, so that will be depending on your state. Um. That's some Senate races, that's some House races, Uh, so please get informed, start getting informed now, it's October, Um, but those races will be happening in November, you have a whole month to get your shit together, literally, we're recording this on the 2nd, most of the time, election day, I don't know, when is election day this year?
1: Uh, It's November, uh, I think November 4th or 5th, somewhere around there. Let's check. But Let's it's always it's it's always it's always the first Tuesday in the first week of November. Yeah. Facts. Um,
2: first day of American what heritage? Indian Heritage Month. Yeah. Oh, the eighth.
1: Oh, the eighth. Eighth this year. Okay, great.
2: Um, yeah. So you got a month to read up on whoever's running for what. In your city.
1: And start to make some real decisions.
2: And make real decisions as opposed to whoever's name you recognize or whatever party they
1: are affiliated with. Or whatever fucking things they have in place or want to get in place that you agree with or you associate yourself having values with. I know for me, I need to figure out
2: uh, who has Rikers Island on their list because what the fuck is going on there?
1: That video was insane. Those photos? Super graphic. I'm like, I don't know. It is fucking disgusting. And and, And when the news reporter said some of those people that we were looking at, they're actually in jail, but they actually have no trial dates set. Like, bro, see, it's a systematic plan, whichever way you look at it. And when she mentioned Khalif Browder, I was like, damn, I really remember that story. Two years in Rikers Island getting fucked up every day for two years. And he comes out and then now niggas want to be concerned after he takes his life. Meanwhile, he was fucking in jail for a crime he didn't even fucking commit. He didn't even do that shit. But he was sitting in jail with no trial. Almost three years. The system failed that man like they failed so many other people before him. Rikers Island gotta get shut people down. have
5: died in Rikers in the last year. Rikers is infamous, but what most people don't realize is that it's not some big bad prison for big bad people. It's a pre-trial detention center. Meaning, the people being held there have not been convicted of a crime. They've been incarcerated simply because they're poor and they do not have the money for bail. They haven't even had a trial. Anybody arrested in New York City for any-
1: They don't teach us.
5: Over 20 people have died in Damn, Rikers gotta pull in the that last back. year. Rikers is infamous, but what most people don't realize is that it's not some big bad prison for big bad people. It's a pre-trial detention center. Meaning, the people being held there have not been convicted of a crime. They've been incarcerated simply because they're poor and they do not have the money for bail. They haven't even had a trial. Anybody arrested in New York City for any reason who cannot afford bail, they're sent to Rikers. Over 90% of the people incarcerated at Rikers are black or brown. The jail has been notorious for human rights abuses for decades. Last year, it was even declared a humanitarian crisis. Despite a widely popular campaign to close Rikers, especially after the death of Khalif Browder, a 16-year-old who was wrongly accused of stealing a backpack and sent to Rikers for two years before he was released and eventually took his own life, no substantive steps have been made to close the jail, and New York continues to spend $860 million on the jail. Over 20 people... (sighs)
1: It's depressing, man. That shit is crazy. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, those stats are insane, by the, the way. Stats too. were stupid, Those bro. stats really let you know this is a systematic design. She didn't mention nothing about white folk, because it's, it's more of us in that bitch It's thing.
2: mad black and brown people I in mean, Rikers.
1: I've been to Rikers to visit people. I've been to Rikers to teach poetry. I've been to Rikers to visit people Um, in terms of, like, trying to just give them some words of encouragement, knowing that, nigga, I don't know. They don't know nobody know when the fuck they're getting out.